0: Welcome to, to the, the dumbest, dumbest part of your day. Bing, this is Common Man and T-Bone.
2: Penny Slots. Mm. Penny Slots, who also works at the Chicken Ranch. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing, hey, man? Hey, Penny you Penny go, man? Penny Slots. Penny Slots. Put baby. some ranch on the chicken, <laughs> Penny. Can you point me in the direction of Penny Slots? <laughs>
0: That's right. <laughs> Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five minute delays with Leanna Ray. You
3: guys like Bjork?
0: And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir, Shabaka do! You wanna sack? The guy is drunk. Whoa
4: back. Watch out profanity. Would you not eat my pants?
0: Ah! This is Man and Bone.
2: <laughs> Happy Thursday welcome in hello bone hello man just a little uh note for all the people i always like to tell you when i'm feeling like this mm-hmm. so i will start the show by telling you i am in a mood mm. all right you're in a mood you're you know the mood that i'm in i'm in a mood because i i just screamed at you <laughs> not at you no but no about to about, you yes. about other things right for five minutes before the show started it's all right. We both have had a day. We walked in here. We said hello to Rothman and Ice, and then we proceeded to scream at each other, but not about each not other. Not at each other. Not yeah, like not mad. It's just like, how about
1: this? Yeah, how about it? You know, just that, just that. That's all. Do
2: you understand talking to the people? The people, yeah. The minutia of crap that we have to deal with <laughs> at this radio station. Just the minutiae, and I assume it's this way everywhere, but. First of all, everybody who works here think that thinks that we're just the good time, play the fart boys, and that's it. There's no thought that goes into any of this. Oh, it, it it is a little bit of that,
1: right? Of of well, I know you guys have to do your show at three. Prior to three o'clock, though, can we rack your brains about nine thousand other things? And it's like you know, at three three o'clock when we shut that door, we got to talk for three hours, kind of other than the commercials, uninterrupted. There and is some thought that goes into
2: sounding to- this stupid.
1: <laughs> Take some effort. Well, here's the good news for the audience. Since I think you and I combined had about 15 minutes to think about the show today before we walked in here. I got nothing. It's going to be ridiculously stupid today. I got nothing. So strap in. We got
2: an email, like reprimand from Spotify we because got at we played 15 seconds of Tom Petty on the oh, on the show the other day. Yeah. I love how it's just Tom Petty, too. We play music on this show all the time. Hmm. Tom Petty, who's dead. Right. The greedy yeah, he bastards say anything. He didn't that say anything run about his it. estate. Yeah. Tom Petty has an entire album. It's called The Last DJ, all about corporate greed in the music business. And Tom Petty's people are going to crawl up our ass for 15 seconds of music that we played.
1: I know. I, I honestly think it's because we played it twice. That's it. Like, we played it twice in the segment. And they were like, oh, now you, now. That could be a problem. Stuff like this. So
2: now in the future, if we play any song in the middle of the segment, Teddy has to go after the show and delete it so the podcast listeners can't listen to it. Because I guess Tom Petty's people think if it's on the podcast, these people have a digital version of this forever. To be clear, that was just the song that we got
1: the note from Spotify. But it, it could be that tomorrow it's Meatloaf. I don't mean to keep bringing up dead people. It. I don't know. It could be... Who's alive? I was cause I was gonna say Prince, next. Alive? Prince no, is Prince dead is too. dead. Every reference I was gonna make is someone who's dead. Fine. I'm just saying we could play anything and that could be the thing, but it was it, it's not you love Tom Petty, I love Tom Petty. It's not about Tom Petty. But that is you know that what? is what happened. I, I am I am Hell with it. That's just for you. You're gonna stay on your ground too, I bet.
2: Oh, we got no problem with Joe Rogan podcast. Coverman T Bone. here's an email. Thank yeah, you, Spotify.
1: No Joe Rogan's like, Hey, I don't know, but if you take Clorox and inject it into your eyeball, I heard it's good. I got a guy. He's uh banned from YouTube though, so we're gonna let him come on here and see what he says. And then they're like, Cool. You how much how many hundreds of millions of dollars do you want, Joe Rogan? Let's throw it at you.
2: What else we got? But Just for you, Mike they may, Campbell. They have
1: a robot that actually when it, it with the part where he goes, like that, like that is what triggers the robot to be like, uh oh, Tom Petty played, and then they send out a fine. Or they send out an email, or they—I don't know—drive to your house and shoot you in the face. I don't know what they do now. Teddy
2: is so upset; he has to go back and edit this now.
1: Here's the problem: like, good for you if you're listening live, but the bad thing is, after this show, here's what you're going to get: you're going to get, ah, oh, we got this thing for Spotify, and this could be like, got a man a T-bone, and then like that's going to be, bah, 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 like that's all we can play. It will be edited, yes. But if you're listening live, you got the you got you the got real stuff, yeah. Because we have the rights to play this live.
0: That's why you have to listen live every
2: yeah, day. Live. Yeah, live.
1: Screw you if you work. So he puts it on at 7 p.m. He's like, I'm so glad it's up right after you guys are done. Because then at 7 when I get to work, I get the podcast and I hear it almost you know, a few hours after you did it. But not that far away. And I feel like I'm still living in the normal day as opposed to working overnights. And he appreciated that it was there. Okay. So that well, guy, there. well, he's missing all this. Ted's not even going to put the rest of this in. He's just going to delete the whole show. It's going to be a two minute podcast. All right, let's do the open again. (laughs) Ted's like from the top. And ready, set. We'll clap. And now you know where it is, Ted. So now you've got that marked. You're good. Just edit to the clap. We have baseball today. Uh oh. Oh, Do we have to pay Hey, Nintendo called. Get
2: ready. Do we have to pay them?
1: Yeah, we're going <laughs> Nintendo is going to send everyone over to get us now. That's but it's it take a while. It's coming from Japan.
2: Reds and Brew this afternoon, it is 8-4. Brew top 4. Oh,
1: you mentioned the Reds. Phil is going to come over and punch us in the sack. If he can find it
2: cuz he's drunk. But when my he sack finds, is like, large if he was. can't find my sack, he's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Uh the Reds were up 3-nothing in this game. That did not last long. Uh, I have no inside info. Oh, I am not I reporting think anything. Think, I, think I am he knows, just, I think he knows something. I don't know anything. Hmm. You know, I don't know anything. But talk to Rob Butcher. I am here to tell you, he's my guy. I am here to tell you, this is David Bell's last game. It would make sense, right? This is it. I'm telling you, they're gonna. I'm not saying it's all his fault. I do think he's a dummy. Clearly, this this team would be bad even if he weren't there. But something needs to give, and I think that. Last game on the road trip, going home, four for the Pirates, four with the Pirates, starting tomorrow. You want to get whoever the hell is going to be the interim manager some fighting chance to win a couple games. That's the perfect time to do it. This, this is just too bad now. I think this has gone full circle, where when the team started out, there was a tiny bit of optimism coming from Atlanta where you split that series with the defending champs. And then you come home, and you have Phil Castellini talking, the team is not winning, and you get upset because the team is not winning. Then the team got so bad, they morphed into funny bad. Yeah, And now I think they're so bad, they've gone out of funny bad again, and you're pissed off and mad again. Something needs to happen. This is the worst team I've ever seen. Yeah, but what do
1: you do as far as manager? If
2: I, I'm with you, he they need to send a
1: message to the fans because so far the messaging from the Reds to the fans has been, where are you gonna go? Like, that's the only message any Reds fan has taken away from this year, no matter what your marketing department tried to do, no matter what else you tried to spin before the season or into the season, that's all they got was your drunk owner in his dumb red blazer standing on the field going, where are you going to go? Like, so that's all you've got right now. So they need to send a message that says, we are sorry about how this is going. That's what this
2: is. And this, this guy, be a that message was, he
1: never should have been the manager this year because... That was another indication. One of many this offseason, by the way. Not that it's all his fault. But David Bell should never have been the manager of this team. We shouldn't have let this go. We should have fired him and started showing you that we cared earlier. But we didn't do that because we're dumb. We're so dumb, in fact. Now we're going to do a dumb thing and fire this guy after 25 games. But we're going to have to because we have to tell you how bad it is. Then you say for the rest of the year, we're going to be... Ahead of the curve on finding the next manager. Yes. Spend the whole time that's our only focus is getting the manager for the next ten years for the Reds. And then that guy is going to help us turn this thing around once we get him some players. And but if he starts think, there. If
2: you think Barry Larkin's the next guy, and he may be. I d I don't want Barry Larkin managing this team don't right do now. Don't do that to Barry Larkin. I eventually he will be the guy. No, but don't you know, do but, that now. Not not now. No. You know, who's the pitching coach, Teddy that people seem to like Who who? What the hell's his name? I think it's Derek Johnson. I think his name. Mister Johnson comes in. Good old DJ. Sure, get him in there. At this point, it doesn't matter. You just you need to start the process now. You need to let the fans know that you two are embarrassed because the last time Reds have heard from ownership, it was that. It was the where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Yeah, right. That, That that doesn't fly anymore. Sorry, that's gone. This is not even comically bad anymore. This is painful bad. Fans will show up to the ballpark only to pick at this team. Is that what you want the rest of the season to be? It shouldn't be.
1: But I I agree with you that they, they should move on at this point. You have to. You have to get rid of your manager, and it's not his. If I'm him, I'm rooting for it. Please drop the axe on me and give me all that sweet cash to go away and not have to deal with this. I felt bad. I flipped it on. You know, we had the pregame on before, like, you know, the Reds actually started playing baseball or, you know, air quotes, started playing baseball. I saw poor Brian Giesenslaw sitting up there on Valley Sportsnet. I thought that guy probably wants to get fired. He's probably wishing he's going to have his shirt off middle of the segment just to see if they'll fire him for that. Who wants to sit here and talk about
2: this every single you know day? He has to do, but though? he can't sit there like you and me and say, this is garbage He has to sucks. lean into it. What he has to do, do the same pregame and postgame show. But just have a bottle of bourbon right on the desk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Say like, well, you know,
1: Reds fans, we got a four game set with the Pirates. Swig. And then like just plop the fifth, the the handle back down and then keep on talking as if he didn't take a drink of anything and keep it all together. You're right. Read off the teleprompter. Say every promotional thing you want, but just occasionally start drinking. I think today's the day. Today, I think, is David Bell's last dance. Why not have a celebrity manager the rest of the way? Let's have fun with it. It's not like you're going to win any games. What was the fan poll today?
2: How many? Oh, hold on. How many games the Dick Reds lose? Ford fan poll. Will the Cincinnati Reds break their franchise record of 101 losses this season? Yes or no? Before the All Star break? <laughs> yeah. What the hell are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah. will. I'm going to I'm going to put it at
1: August twentieth. 101 losses before August twentieth. Seriously, I think that's where it'll
2: end up. And that's I know that's not leaving me much breathing room, but uh, the Reds suck. Uh, what am I teasing? Oh, perhaps we know why Hugh Jackson didn't wind up speaking to the league about the Browns tanking details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan
4: traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good
3: afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for right now. You'll find some backups on 670 Westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is delayed in that area. You'll also find slowdowns on I-71 Southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. This traffic report is sponsored by RumkeyCouriers.com. Rumkey is now hiring CDL drivers. Earn 1200 to $1,700 per week with a $5,000 sign-in bonus. No CDL. Pay training is available. Apply at RumkeyCouriers.com or visit Rum Fields Avenue every Wednesday from 11 to 3 to apply in person. Equal Opportunity Employer Restriction Supply on the NRA with fan traffic.
0: Some fans drink the
2: Kool Aid. These guys drink the bleach. This is Man and Bone. It is Would You Rather Thursday. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. Panama Ted tells me that. All of you mental cases have already sent in a ton of would-you-rather tweets. Yes. We appreciate that. that. Thank you. Uh, Mike Florio, my favorite guy, has obtained a copy of a letter the Browns had a law firm send to Hugh Jackson. Hmm. Five days after he made his tanking allegation in early February. The letter demanded that Jackson immediately cease and desist for making any further comments suggesting that anyone involved with the Browns organization sought to lose games while you were the head coach. The letter also stated the Browns reserve all rights to seek relief against you if Jackson continued to breach the release agreement he signed after he was fired. Now, um, the, the NFL did their investigation of the Browns, and they said that Hugh Jackson's allegations could not be proven. Hugh Jackson, for all his gum-flapping, did not speak to the NFL during their investigation. Could it be because Hugh Jackson wanted to keep his money coming in from the Cleveland Browns? Certainly seems that way, right? Well, you know, it's interesting to me because, look, I am no defender of the Cleveland Browns. You know this. No defender of the Haslam family. But if you really want to shine the light on something, you know, Hugh Jackson said, I tried to do this a couple of years ago. I went to the league and no one would listen to me. Well, they're going to listen to me now. It's amazing how that tune changes when your bank account is threatened. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I know
1: what you're saying, but I think a lot of people would make the same choice he did, right? I mean... You're right. He he threw it out there like, I've got all this virtue. I've got all these things that I'm trying well, to fight thing, against. That I'm trying to do He's this righteous. integrity
2: thing. The money shouldn't matter to him. The truth should matter. Say what you want about Colin Kaepernick. Right? Colin Kaepernick made a choice. And he knew by making that choice, it would make it very difficult for him to find employment in the National Football League. But he didn't shut his mouth. No, you're right. All I'm
1: saying is everything that Colin Kaepernick did or said and I and I respect what he did I I like a lot of what he did he he was not threatened I don't believe if I'm not maybe I'm misremembering I don't think he was threatened with a lawsuit from the NFL problem is when a team or I mean basically when when you when you've got Hugh being told by the Browns we are going to seek relief against you that is essentially the NFL that's 130 second of the NFL telling you we're going to go after you and then a And then the league office says, hey, why don't you come in and talk to us about this thing? And he's like, well, another part of you said you're going to sue me if I say what I think happened. And the problem is this. You're not wrong that if he if he has the dirt, he should release it and he should do the right thing. The problem is this. Everybody at the Browns front office knows if they get their lawyers involved, it'll bleed Hugh Jackson dry. Like most people, even... Guys who are as rich as Hugh Jackson cannot afford to go toe to toe with a billionaire in his legal defense fund. If they want to, they could money this up in court for years. And Hugh could spend millions of dollars defending his himself and say, Yes, I am right. And maybe he just looked at all that and said, Is that worth it to basically prove that this league is corrupt and stupid? Which a lot of people already believe. They don't need me to confirm it. I know what you're saying. The virtuous thing would be that. But let's not remember let's not forget. It's Jimmy Haslam's bank account
2: versus Hugh's bank account Well, that's there. fine. And uh, that is the difference. Okay. But first of all, Hugh's already gotten millions of dollars in his bank account. Right. Right? That's, it didn't stop Brian Flores from opening up his mouth. It did not. And suing the league. No, no. It, I know that. But he just got fired from the Miami Dolphins where they owe him millions of dollars. Did he bat an eye? No, 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 he didn't. But I'm just saying, if if you're going to play this card, like, yeah, we're all in it together. You tell him, brother, I'm with you. I'll join your lawsuit. And then the second you get a letter from your previous employer, you shut your damn mouth and run back to grambling.
1: Oh, I know. I'm saying he'd rather have Hugh Jackson would rather have all that money that's coming from the Browns. He would rather have that agreement be breached and then let alone whatever else you know comes down the road with filing motions and all that. It tells me this. It tells me that Hugh Jackson very well. I'm not, I'm not going to out of hand dismiss what he's saying, right? I think I know now. I think you and I both know what Hugh is terming tanking. He's terming you left me in a, you left me in a bad situation and you didn't do anything to make it better for me. That's tanking like Brian Flores, but it's not. Brian Flores is alleging that the owner came to him and said, purposely drop this one and I'll give you a half a million dollars. That is a huge difference then. Hugh, keep coaching, buddy. We're not going to give you any talent. We're not going to give you the talent you think you want. But that is a difference that I think Hugh has not crystallized in his head until he got a letter from the Browns. Maybe he's also right that the Browns had no desire to win and they were trying to lose. But he probably doesn't have the evidence that Brian Flores does. Either way, this does clear up why he was out there gung-ho at first and then suddenly you
2: didn't hear from him anymore on it. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, your guy. I want me some glory, ho. Was involved in a car accident, was taken to the hospital as a precaution. Uh, the interwebs having fun that, uh, this was on Harry Hines Boulevard. Now, I'm not familiar with Harry Hines Boulevard, but people who are say that that is where you go if you want to engage in some extracurriculars with the ladies.
1: Yeah, uh so the story goes that he was at the intersection of Wolf and Harry Hines and the accident occurred around 808 p.m. per uh the reporting that was done in Dallas from the local news sources there. Perhaps this is just a I don't like from what other people have brought up here, yeah, Jerry Jones could have been in that area for any reason. A lot of the Dallas people instantly went to, that's where the ladies of the night, that's where you go if you're looking for that accompaniment. Mm-hmm. And I, I I, enjoyed seeing that. All the Dallas people suddenly were like posting GIFs of, you know, faces of people going Harry Hines. And then, oh, you know, very interesting. I know what you were doing there. Then Twitter got annoying because that was Twitter's funny. Twitter's always annoying. <laughs> no, you're right. It is. It's toxic and it's annoying. But this is one of the annoying things they do. Because Jerry Jones, that's a fun little thing, right?
2: We know the dude's kind of a creepy guy, to say the least. Oh, did they start with the stop picking on the billionaire?
1: Not stop picking on him, but they're like, guys, where he technically was was really a nice area. It's not where they typically find guys who are, you know, searching for sex workers. All right. Like, I'll write. up. Did, did Jerry Jones slip you a 20 for defending him on Twitter? Like, who cares? What are you trying to set My, the record good straight friend, on? Jerry Jones and I right.
2: frequent Harry
1: Hines quite often. I'm not, I, I don't know. Jerry Jones probably wasn't doing that. It would be shocking to me if a guy who's worth billions of dollars and has a private yacht and probably four or five condos all over Dallas, let alone where he actually lives, it would shock me if that guy has to pull what? up in a car. Robert Kraft went to a strip mall that's, for a handy. That's what I'm saying. But it is in the realm of possibility that that's what happened because we just saw another guy that you would think would never need in a million years to yeah. do that. Do that. So yeah, I think that's totally within the, in the bounds of saying what was Jerry Jones doing there? What was Mister Gloryhole doing there? <laughs> right? Like, what's wrong? What is wrong <laughs> with doing that? Uh, nothing. But the, the guys with 11 followers on Twitter who was like, ah, oh, technically, I want to set the record straight. Why? Why do you have to set the record straight for Jerry Jones? He's got people to set his record straight. They have to
2: inform you. They got to tell you that they
1: know something you don't know. That's like. I'm looking at a postcard of Hawaii thinking, like, for five minutes, boy, that'd be a nice place to go, huh? Waikiki, that sounds fun. And then someone is going to be like, you know, it rains there sometimes. Yeah, I know it does. I'm not there right now. I'm just trying to have a moment of mental vacation from the stupidity of life. And Jerry Jones is that mental vacation this yes, morning. let's pick we, on the billionaire. When we found out he's okay, I don't want him to be hurt or anything, but When they found fine. out he's fine, and there's a .01% chance a dude was picking
2: up a hooker. That's funny. Let us have the laugh, Internet. Come on. College Football Brass is headed to D.C. We'll tell you why coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
4: Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
3: Good afternoon. Some delays to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find some backups on I-70 downtown split eastbound between the 71-315 West split and West Mound Street. Plan about a five-minute slowdown. You'll also find some backups on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Starving Report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options. Help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan. And traffic
0: getting fatter and angrier by the minute
2: this is common man and t-bone join the fan 10 TV and the Ohio Education Association as we honor classroom heroes teachers and educators need our support and recognition more than ever nominate your classroom hero at 971 thefan.com slash heroes very good very gassy oh are you what'd you have I'm to eat today? Not that I'm drinking a Sprite while I'm doing the show, which is probably oh. not the best thing to do. Yeah, sometimes that
1: happens when you get the soda in there. Understandable. Well, I'm going to have another swig. <laughs> Go right ahead. You've earned it today, buddy. Mm-mm. Got anything harder than that?
2: How do you know? How do you know this isn't lace? Ah, you're right, I it's don't. One of those days. It's a, it's a clear liquid, that's all I know. If you're listening to the podcast and you're saying, what happened in the first segment of the show? Well, it was very choppy. Lots of stuff seemed like it was cut out. Well, well, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, True enough. Don't know what to tell you. Maybe either. we should ask our good friend Tom Petty. Teddy's going to murder you dead if you play it again. He's going to
1: murder you dead. Mm. Mm-mm. Glad you didn't play that. Look at that,
2: Ted. Seamless edit right there. So easy for I you. I didn't sound down for you, Ted. I just Cut it off abruptly. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's nice. Doing what I can. Yeah. Uh, college football looking for help from Washington. Yeah, that's
1: right. So, uh, Greg Senke, the commissioner of the SEC, and George. Speak! No, Kleevkov. <laughs> yell, can you please scream Kleevkoff? I have to. He's the Pac 12 guy, right? Yeah. No, uh, no. I, you Pac-12 know who, who says that? Yeah. Who says that? Billy
2: Sarin. What is does Billy Saran
1: George Kliakov, Blue Jacket select. George Kliakov with always, third
2: pick in draft. I
1: like how he says the name, then says they select the name, then says the name again, and then says what they selected him in. That's good. Anyway, the Pac-12 commissioner and the SEC commissioner are in Washington, D.C., asking for help surrounding name, image, and likeness policies. They want legislators to get involved with this. Mm-hmm. Kliev was talking to ESPN, and he said, I've been invited to meetings with several senators tomorrow to discuss the issues we're seeing with name, image, and likeness, and with the existential threat of our student-athletes being deemed to be employees. mm contacted Democratic Washington Senator Maria Cantwell, whom he knows from their time working together at Real Networks. Whatever that is. Ian Sankey will be meeting with Cantwell and Republican Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn, and they're hoping to meet with other senators from both parties. Uh, Koff went on and said that the goal is to discuss a few of the issues facing college athletics with influential senators. I think it's more likely we'll eventually get federal legislation on name, image, and likeness, but we're also interested in discussing all of the harm that will come to student-athletes if they are deemed to be employees. Now, I find that interesting compared to what Gene Smith was just talking about Yesterday or the day before, whenever that was, where it's like, yeah, we probably need to break away from the NCAA. Just spitball in here.
2: Yeah, none of us have talked about this.
1: Yeah, because um, one of the things that we brought up yesterday was, wow, wonder would they ever think of going down the employment route? I wonder how how much everyone in college athletics agrees with we don't want the we don't want the players to
2: be employees. It's uh, it's interesting because I wonder how many people involved with college football would take a system where they are directly paying the players, and pe- players are employees, but there's more restrictions and less movement that comes with that, freedom of movement. Or the current system that we have today, which essentially is no system. Well, Just name, image, and likeness, running amok, fake charitable arms being set up to pay players. Here's
1: here's the honest-to-God truth of what seems likely to happen. If, if you ever could get it, there's an issue here because the players are only going to be in position to have a voice in this for every four or five years, right? Or six years, whatever. The, however long a player is on campus playing in college athletics, then they move on.
2: Well, the player will, but you can set up a, a union that works on your behalf.
1: That's well, What I'm saying is the union setup, which they've tried to set up before, right? Is it... uh Rui Ham- Hamogi, or Hamoga, I believe is the guy's name, who's tried to set that up before. That was back when the Northwestern players right. were going to unionize right. well, time, all that stuff.
2: Times have changed now.
1: I know. But I'm saying the difficulty with that is getting everyone on board to unionize. How do you organize that with guys who are, you know, freshmen, sophomores coming into campus, maybe not really aware of what's at stake here? It'd be hard. I'm saying it would be very hard to get college athletes on board. But if you did that, it's, it's going to be necessary because... The reality is the organized groups of college power brokers, they're going to Washington and they're talking to these people and saying, this is what we need. Yeah. You are going to need a group from the college players' side saying, um, we would be a okay with being employees and having restrictions placed on where we can go and all that stuff. Cause it's guaranteed money. It's not money based on if I do X, then I get Y and Z. Now it's, Oh, if I show up and I sign this contract, I get paid like that. I know that runs antithetical to what college sports is supposed to be about, but uh, have you seen
2: college sports any time in the last 30 years? It's already done. Wichita State fired athletic director Darren Boatwright yesterday. All right. Amid growing criticism over the university's inability to compete in the new market of name, image, and likeness payments to athletes. University president Rick Muma said in a news release that Boatwright had achievements and success during his tenure – but there were significant ongoing concerns that became acute in recent weeks. Ones I did not believe could be addressed. Muma did not uh, elaborate. Here's what he's probably talking about. Uh, the men's basketball program, which Wichita State's sort of known for, yeah. right? The shockers. Yeah. They have shocked some people. Indeed. They had eight scholarship players enter the portal after this season. That's quite a bit. even by today's standards. That's a lot of players, man. That's, I mean, that's a
1: lot. If you have eight guys playing regularly for your basketball team, I mean, that's that's a pretty significant amount. Like, I don't know that there's that many teams that have more than eight or nine guys playing regular
2: minutes. So that's a lot. The um, the AD who was just fired, Boatwright, said in a previous interview where we aired was focusing on educating educating our athletes about NIL and not just collecting cash and paying kids to come to Wich- Wichita State. We were told all along this was not pay-for-play, but now it appears the NCAA has no problems with that, so why not? Mm. And I guess the school president is essentially saying, well, too little, too late. Yeah. That's... You you didn't do what you were supposed to do as an AD to keep our student-athletes happy, so get the hell out of here. He,
1: it sounds like misread the situation, right? Yes, he, did. he He yes, said,
2: did. they can't
1: possibly mean just get all the rich boosters together and... I don't know, form some group where
2: you just hand out cash to the recruits you want. Well, that's the thing. He he probably said you can't possibly do that. Well, you can as long as it's under some sort of charitable arm. Well, right. Yes, you can.
1: This is to go back to, you know, these commissioners of the SEC and the Pac-12 going to Washington to talk all this over. Right. I mean, they are essentially saying, please don't make us do employee benefits for these players. We just want some laws that guide us on how we can do name, image, and likeness. Well, what do you think is going to be more likely to keep the boosters doing that thing that they're doing now? Wouldn't it be what Klevkov and Sankey are going to Washington asking for? Wouldn't you think them saying, hey, we just want some rules on name, image, and likeness. Please don't make these guys employees. That, that would lead to more of these collectives being formed, wouldn't it? That would lead to probably with some regulation and guidelines and some vetting of funds and where the money's coming from. They probably, it sounds like if we're to believe this is, and maybe it is just the Pac 12 and SEC that feel this way, it seems like on the side of do we want boosters paying our players or do we want the school paying the players? The commissioners of these conferences are saying we want the boosters paying the
2: players. And that's pretty bizarre. Roger Goodell wants to impress Amazon. Debo Samuel is apparently back in like with the 49ers. Details next. Colin Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic.
4: From the
3: Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for slowdowns on 670 Westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is beginning to build in that area. You'll also find some delays on 71 Southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Five-minute backup over there. This traffic report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Whether you want your pet to have the independence to run and play outside, or you need to correct some mischievous behaviors like digging in the trash, the hands-on trainers from Invisible Fence brand train your pets for you. Visit InvisibleFence.com to learn more. Invisible Fence brand, surrender pets with care. Only Ray with fan traffic.
0: Barely famous, incredibly stupid. Back to Man and Bone.
2: It is Would You Rather Thursday. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. We have day baseball. Brewers and red legs brew up 8-5, top of the sixth in Milwaukee. I said during the first segment. I have no sources, I have no inside info, but I believe this is going to be it for David Bell today. I think he's fired today, maybe he's allowed to fly back with the team, maybe they just leave him in Milwaukee and he's got a butt crack massage, some fat Wisconsin lady, I don't know, urban style. Boy, that's, oh, I gotcha. Urban style, I thought,
1: like, is that a job they just have there? I see, okay, gotcha, right. It's a little
2: bratwurst massage. I see. Up in Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. I I think this is it. It's the last game of a road trip. This team is not even laughably bad. They were laughably bad. Now we're back to just being angry because we can't believe they're so bad. They're coming home for a homestand to play the Pirates. It is a chance for whoever is your interim guy to get his feet wet against another bad team. Hopefully get a couple victories out of the way. David Bell is not the only problem but he is a problem. I've said this for years. I can't believe they extended this guy's contract after last season, but they did. But if you're the Reds' ownership right now, we have not heard from them, by the way. We have no, not heard from them not. since the home opener. But you have to come out and tell your fans, rebuilding or not, what we have here right now is unacceptable. We will not
1: stand for yeah, it. You gotta, you got to show the fan base that you care to a level that is consistent with owning a sports team. And they can say all they want that those comments were misunderstood or, or he, no, they he were understood these very comments. clearly. Like the only way you can undo this damage is to turn the franchise around. And even then, I mean, it's going to be for some people, they may never forgive you, but you can't turn the franchise around if you are still accepting these awful results. I know you're not going to fix this problem suddenly. You traded away half the roster this offseason. So, or you just let them sign somewhere else, either way. Like, that's not going to be fixed easily or overnight. But you do need to show the fans all right, it's not tolerated that we are this bad. We know we might not break 500 this year, but how about breaking 50 wins at this point? Like, I mean, there's not a chance of that right now.
2: They don't look like they're going to do anything close to you that. You have to tell the fans that you are just as embarrassed as they are. And this is not acceptable.
1: And then again, when they do that, David Bell probably will get a big pass from a lot of people, rightfully so, that will say, it's not his problem, right? It's Castellini's problem. They they, they will point out There's that a lot of problems. you're scapegoating this guy, and you are, but they can't start moving forward if they don't start making changes. And one of those changes does have to be your manager. I
2: know, but I, I can't he's a bad that.
1: manager notwithstanding how awful this roster is, start
2: there and then build the roster and fix that too. There's always going to be people that no matter who it is, what the situation is, that are going to say, well, managers or coaches, they don't play the games. Why are you firing this? Well, then why fire anybody? Right. Right? Why are we firing anybody? Sometimes you need to send a message. By the way, David Bell will be fine. We're not sentencing him to be the night manager at the White Castle window. He's going to get millions of dollars to go away.
1: And by the way, I just want to say if you are the night manager to White Castle Window, I appreciate you.
2: I appreciate you too because to I'm a fat ass, here, but sometimes let's not say that's not the same as as running a baseball team. Of course not. I'm saying though that like with
1: David Bell's situation at this point, it's it's not even about whether or not this year a different manager would get better results. Although I think they would. You'd have more than three wins. Right. You'd still
2: be in last place, but you'd have more than three wins. Yeah, I think
1: you can't you have to acknowledge that three wins at this point in the season is is not even that's not even professional baseball. You're paying these players and you're paying this manager, but you're not getting anywhere close to professional baseball results. That is on the entire management of the Reds, including ownership, but you can go out and change the manager and try to fix a little bit of this. And then go
2: from there. Thursday Night Football is moving to Amazon this year. And Roger Goodell wants to put his best foot forward. He says, there are so many people who aren't watching linear television anymore. They're streaming. He said, so we want to be able to reach them. And we really believe strongly in partnerships. We wanted to make sure that we're reaching the broadcast audience. But we wanted to make sure a partner that could deliver that audience. And Amazon Prime was the partner we wanted Because we knew they would. They had a big gala. Amazon Mm. did. Al Michaels was there. Herbie was there. Sure. Because he's going to be on the broadcast. Of course, Roger Goodell was there. He says he expects to have all 14 playoff teams from last season playing on Amazon this year.
1: Well, that shows that uh, Amazon paid enough money to get that type of treatment from Amazon from the NFL, right? Absolutely. That's always been a problem we've talked about with ESPN over the years, which I think this has started to correct and will correct more as they pump more money into that broadcast. But there have been some abysmal Monday night football games and I'm quite sure Amazon said, Hey, we are not doing that. Like we are not dropping the money that we're dropping to get these games. No, you
2: get what you pay for. Yeah.
1: We want this exclusivity. We want this thing to to be a big deal. We want you to put good games on this and not, If anyone can pay for it, it's Amazon, right? Of all the
2: companies out there that would be bidding on this, that's why they won, because they've got the most money. I do want to just remind people, because I've heard some people freaking out about this, and I'm not the biggest fan of sports products on streaming, and some of you have called me a dinosaur for it. So be it. The Thursday night games in the home markets will be on regular television.
1: Yeah, that's right. Those will be on TV. But, But we know the NFL product of all the sports that you have that is probably the least regional product. It will still you will want Amazon probably would have preferred a lot of those local markets to have the game on on Amazon but this is a starting point right, for right but
2: them. the the NFL was not going to allow this that. This
1: is the starting point for them. But they will other than yeah, so if you're not in that local market then you have to go to Amazon to watch it. It's a glo- it's a it's a it's a I was going to say a global game, it's not. It is a nationwide game though, right? The game on Thursday night on the NFL for most people is a game that even if your team is not playing, you don't care. You flip it on because you might have a
2: fantasy option there, or you just want to watch some football and it's the NFL. You know, you and I were talking about this the other day and maybe somebody out there has an answer. What do sports bars do? Yeah, with, I, with I don't streaming know. in games because like does every single TV in your sports bar have to have its own individual Roku and log in and you know, you go in there now. And you say, hey, I want to watch this game. 95% of the time, the waiter or the waitress has no idea where the game is. You have to tell them what channel it's on. They're fiddling with the remote. Well, If you go in there and yeah. say, hey, I think it's on, is it Roku? Or is it on Amazon? Is it somewhere else? Apple TV? I don't know where it is. Good luck trying to get that game on. Well, the only thing I can think of is, I, I and maybe, and
1: I I wasn't thinking about this earlier, but it seems like when, in some, some sports bars, if you change a channel on one TV, there's like, of the 27 TVs, Five of them all change on one thing. Maybe that's the solution is you can plug one into plug something like an Apple TV into one of whatever that switcher is they have. I don't know. But here's what here's the big reality. If all these sports bars are not aware of that, you are going to have a lot of really ticked off sports bar owners come this fall when their bar is full of NFL has to have
2: thought of this
1: right well, that may be but that does not mean the corporate boards at these you know giant sports bar chains or the local sports bars with you know mom and pop running it they may not have got that message and they may not have thought of that solution i don't know maybe i'm wrong but for a game that's put on streaming not just with the nfl you're going to see more and more sports bars either have to come up with that solution quickly or or they're going to get yelled at very quickly by the customers who paid all the money, got the appetizers, drank two beers, sitting there ready for their team to come on, and it doesn't come on.
2: All right, Debo Samuel likes the 49ers again. I'll do it next. Plus, it's Bone of Education, Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic
4: from the
3: Meisters Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the two left lanes of I seventy one South on the Four Fifth Avenue. Traffic is stop and go from Hudson, and still continues to build. There are emergency crews on scene trying to get things cleaned up, but plan on some stop and go delays for at least another twenty minutes. Traffic report is sponsored by Family Dollar. Stop by Family Dollar for everything you need to celebrate Mom and make her feel special with balloons, cards, sweets, decorations, and scented candles. So many ways to say I love you. All at great value. There's more for Mom at Family Dollar. I'm Leanne Ray with Fan Traffic.
0: like a sports drink. But for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes, back to
2: man and bone. Bone of education coming up in mere moments. Would you rather? At 534, send in your would you rather tweets at man and bone 971.
1: I got a lot for you in uh bone of education today. A true hero we
2: are going to talk about in Bone of Education. All right. Debo Samuel unfollowed the 49ers on social media. He wanted a trade. Uh, Now he apparently likes the 49ers again because he has started following them on Instagram again. Hmm. He also liked an Instagram post about 49ers GM John Lynch saying he believes the issues and uh, the issues that can be worked out between Debo Samuel and the team. And Debo Samuel liked the post.
1: It would be really great if Debo Samuel got his face on a camera with a microphone and said i was hacked like just <laughs> like yeah
2: that like that you saw someone hacked me that's not real i don't actually feel that way of course devontae adams got paid tyreek hill got paid stefan diggs got paid debo samuels says hey man you're using me as a running back too Oh, yeah. you know I'm your number one wide receiver, and you got me out of the backfield running the football. I deserve a lot of cash, and so far, they haven't been able to work it out. That's such an interesting dynamic, too, for Debo Samuel, because
1: we all know the difference between how wide receivers get paid, by and large, and how running backs get paid, oh, by yeah. and large, in this absolutely, league. And we also know the shelf life of a wide receiver versus a running back. Wide receivers, I'm speaking anecdotally. I do think the science and the data would back me up on this. Wide receivers last a lot longer in the league than the running backs absolutely, do, Especially do. at the highest level. So, yeah, you're putting wear and tear on his body and kind of starting to get him classified as a running back in that offense, but he is wide receiver talent and I'm sure wants to be paid like it in case running back injuries happen to him. Like that, That would be my biggest fear, and I'm sure his agent's biggest fear, is don't get my guy in a running back situation when he is a wide receiver.
2: A New York better has cashed in on a 16-leg parlay. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. This is yesterday. I had the Rays to beat the A's money line. These are all money lines unless I say so. Rangers to beat the Phillies, Guardians to beat the Padres, second game of the doubleheader. Mhm. White Sox to beat the Cubs, Orioles to beat the Twins, Angels to beat the Red Sox, Blue Jays to beat the Yankees, Rockies to beat the Nationals, Dodgers to beat the Giants, Brewers to beat the Reds. That was the run line. <laughs> One and a half. Nice. Was the run line? Uh, hurricanes to beat the Bruins. Wild to beat the Blues. Oilers to beat the Kings. Heat to cover the spread against the Seventy Sixers, and the Suns to cover the spread against the Mavs. Sixteen leg parlay. He, he or she bet six dollars and ninety cents. And how much did that pay out? Two hundred and twenty grand. How great is that? Good for that person. Two hundred
1: and twenty grand off a seven dollar bet. Yeah, let's uh I, I I think that's awesome. And what I'm gonna say next may sound like I'm poo-pooing it, I am not. What I am telling you is this is yet another reason why all these states, if you're wondering, why did everybody suddenly jump on sports betting? Have you noticed how we've had a few more of these stories about guys or people hitting parlays with crazy odds? More In the last year or two, that's become more of a thing. You hear about that more than you probably used to. You know why that is? For every one of those you have, there are 10 million people placing those bets every day or somewhere around that. Who publicized this? The betting sites, I'm guessing.
2: Caesar Sportsbook tweeted this out. They said, hey, look at what this person did. You can do it too. Give us your money. Because they make their money
1: off of the, like the parlays are some of the most ludicrous odds and they are so stacked for the house. Because of course they are. 16 things have to go your way. Mm -hmm. If one of those 16 is wrong, you're 15 out of 16. That's pretty great. If you're one out of those is wrong, you lose everything that you bet. So most people, what do they do? They bet less than 10 bucks. They tell themselves, it's no big deal. I bet 10 bucks. How many people do you think do that every single day? Right? So that's one of the reasons why I think this is getting publicized as much as yes. it is they want you to know hey man if you got legal sports betting you could do this too if you may win 250 grand. Were a
2: winning proposition the sports book would be quiet would, about it well you know what else they wouldn't let you do it yeah they set yeah.
1: limits on things and say no nah, you can't do a parlay like that they'll let you do this bet all day long because they know how much it makes them bone of
0: education what good is a radio show if it can't teach you about useless
4: things? Here, uh, I've redoculated. Open your minds
0: and unzip your pants.
4: Because it's time for Bone of Education. Sponsored by White Castle, the new 1921 slider is finally here. Try one today, only at White Castle.
1: All right, today we're going to talk about a legend, a guy who uh, has a statue over at Ohio State. That will be one Jesse Owens. Uh, who, My guy. Yeah, but there's a lot we don't know, I think, about Jesse Owens. At least I didn't know when I was looking into this. Maybe you do. Showed Hitler his peepee. Well, that's we're going to get into some of that because there's a very interesting story with all of what happened at the 1936 Olympics in Berlin. But let's start with him, where he was born, all that. His actual name is not Jesse. I didn't know that. His name is is James Cleveland Owens. That's what he was named at birth. Born September 12, 1913 in Oakville, Alabama. Son of a sharecropper and grandson of enslaved people. Owens was a frail child, often sick with battles of chronic, chronic bronchial congestion and pneumonia. He nearly died from a tumor when he was five years old. His mother became concerned because he had a tumor on his chest and she had no money to go see a doctor. So... And this is, this is, I can't, I I imagine making this decision, but she did. She decided to just cut this tumor off of him herself with a kitchen knife. Five years old. Oh, this, this was not, of course, the recommended course of treatment for this thing. However, he survived. And I'm sure that was traumatic for everybody involved, right? That's how his life started. You know, it's amazing to me. It's amazing
2: to me the hardship that people had to deal with and that they were able to go on and live their lives. Incredible. Like right? I'm just going to cut this tumor off with a kitchen knife and call it a day. I was, you know, we've talked about Abe Lincoln in the past. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, hey, Abe, your mom's dead. I'm going to leave for a couple of years. You're seven. You can handle the farm by yourself. And when I come back, you'll have a new mom. Yeah, right. And, like The seven-year-old's just on the
0: farm
1: He's by like, himself. Right, I guess I got to go milk these cows, huh? That's what I do? All right. I guess I'll be out here. Oh, it's winter. guess I got to figure that out. Anyway, cut this tumor off my chest. So uh, James Cleveland Owens uh, was then expected to work even after having all that happen. By the age of seven, he was picking 100 pounds of cotton a day to help his family put food on the table. By age nine, though, fortunately for him, his family moved away from the South and moved to Cleveland, where he went by the name, as most of his family called him, J.C., James Cleveland. They called him J.C., J.C. So when he got to school, again, this is a different thing for him. He grew up in a rural one-room schoolhouse in Alabama. Now he's going to a bigger city with teachers and classrooms and a whole different structure. So when he got to school, someone said, what's your name, kid? And he said, J.C., and they thought he said Jesse. Mm-hmm. So J.C. Owens became Jesse Owens, which is amazing to me that that's just like, oh, yeah, that's your name now. Is We just all call you Jesse, even though J.C. was his nickname. Anyway, went to East Technical High School in Cleveland, made his name as a sprinter, setting records in the 100, 200-yard dashes, eventually found himself at Ohio State, as I'm sure most of you know. Then... It was May of 1935 where he broke onto the scene big time in the national consciousness. At the Big Ten Championships he overcame a severe tailbone injury and tied a world record in the 100 yard dash set a long jump record that would stand for 25 years set new world marks in the 220 yard dash and 220 low hurdles but here's an interesting part of his story I did not know. Temple University had a guy Ulysses Peacock what a name. Euless Peacock beat Jesse Owens in multiple events that summer on july 4th there was an event and he won two of them over jesse owens and at one point he beat jesse owens that same year in five consecutive races uh there was another former gold medalist charles paddock at the time who said ulis peacock probably deserved the nod to go to the 1936 olympics over owens based on those races however peacock injured his hamstring. And wasn't able to compete at the level that Jesse Owens was. And then he tore his hamstring in that following
2: spring and never made it to the Olympics. And Never got out of that. It is amazing to think what happens. Sure. If he didn't hurt his hamstring, Jesse Owens never goes to the Olympics. How does that change history? How did, right. So... 36
1: Olympic games were in Berlin. Hitler's in power. And of course, you've probably heard this story. You know how this goes. It was expected to be the the white power Olympics that Hitler wanted to show off the supremacy of Germany and their culture and all that. And uh, obviously, that is not what happened. Jesse Owens came in. The United States won 11 gold medals, six of them by black athletes. In fact, Hitler was criticizing America for including black athletes on the Olympic roster. Uh, We know how that went for him. But one of the things that I did not know is when the Olympics were all over, Jesse Owens comes back to America and was not greeted by the president. Franklin Roosevelt failed to meet with Owens and congratulate him, as was typical for Olympic champions. And in fact, he didn't get properly recognized by the White House until Gerald Ford awarded him the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 1976. Hmm. That's 40 years after he won the gold medal. Uh, He also said this did Jesse Owens after he came back. He said, when I came back to my native country, after all the stories about Hitler, I couldn't ride in the front of the bus. I had to go to the back door. I couldn't live where I wanted. I wasn't invited to shake hands with Hitler, but I also wasn't invited to the White House to shake hands with the president either. So a little more complex, I think, than we know for Jesse Owens. It seems like, you know, you win the gold medal, you come back. Now you're just widely received. I, it was not the case, unfortunately. But what is interesting too with Jesse Owens, did you know he was the first prominent Adidas pitchman? No. Yeah, at the Olympics, uh there were German brothers Rudolf and Adolf Dassler. Adolf was known as Adi, Adi Dassler, Adidas. That's kind of where the name comes from. He had these shoes that he wanted to get to Jesse Owens to wear in the Olympics. Not clear how that happened. May have been that Adi Dossler showed up at the Olympic Village and just handed them to Jesse Owens. Might have been that the German coach, uh, Joe Valtzler, that he may have passed them off to Jesse Owens. But either way, they got to Jesse Owens, he wore them in the Olympics, and everyone said, I got to get the shoes that that guy's wearing. Just remember that when we talk about name, image, and likeness, it's like ah, the good old days when these Olympic and college athletes didn't have sponsorships. That's pretty, that's pretty ballsy of those they, guys. The Germans that's went what to I mean. him and said, "Please get these shoes to Jesse Owens because that guy's good." Right? Like that's I and would. And then, then Hitler killed all their older families. <laughs> well, I don't know. Right? You don't know how that went. Uh, it does turn out in 1951, Owens made a return to Berlin, where the mayor at the time, Walter Schreiber took the microphone to say, Hitler wouldn't shake your hand, but I give you both hands and reached for Jesse Owens's arms. Last thing on that. The snub, Hitler, you know, widely was reported, did not shake Jesse Owens' hand after he won all these gold medals. The reality of that is true. He didn't. He didn't shake anyone's hands after the first couple of days. Because what he started doing was when the Germans were losing, no matter who it was, he was leaving. Hitler left. He would only I congratulate see. the Germans who won. And so the Olympic Committee chairman, which again, the balls on this guy or whoever it was, said, hey, if you're not going to congratulate all the athletes, just don't come. So he didn't. So they said, you're just not going to meet with any athletes. That is why he didn't shake Jesse Owens' hand. He didn't want to, but he also wasn't shaking anyone's hand. So that's the actual historic way that went.
2: Thank you, Bone. Good stuff. You're welcome. Ryan Day gets another commit. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
4: Fan traffic from the Meisters Bar and
3: Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident causing slowdowns on 71 Southbound before Fifth Avenue. It is blocking the right side, causing some slowdowns from 17th Avenue. You'll also find some ramp restrictions. A crash on the ramp from Hudson from 71 Southbound. Heavy police presence on scene. Please use caution. This traffic report is sponsored by News Nation. If you're looking for real news. News Nation doesn't take sides or lean into political agendas. And News Nation, you get all the sides. If you're looking for news without the noise. Come back to the news of News Nation. News for all America. Go to NewsNation.com slash join us to find your television provider. Aliana Ray with fan Traffic.
0: Murdering brain cells, one show at a time.
2: Back to Man and Bone. Happy Thursday. Would You Rather is coming up at 534. Send in your Would You Rather tweets. At Man and Bone971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. We have Day Baseball today. That's sixth or eighth, Teddy. I can't read it. Yeah, I can't tell you that. Top of the eighth in Milwaukee, Brewers up on the Redlegs, eight to five. The Reds were up briefly, three nothing in this game. They're trying to claw their way back into it. I have a feeling. I have no inside info, but I have a feeling this is going to be David Bell's last manager, last game as manager of the Reds. I think they can him. Maybe he flies back with the team, maybe he stays in Milwaukee and does a little butt crack massage, like Urban. Breaking news? Butt crack massage? No, just the, the getting fired thing. Is that you're well, saying? No, you I'm just, I have a feeling, that's all I'm saying. A feeling? I have a feeling. BSM's going to run with that. So. I also have a feeling that Jerry Jones was on Harry Hines Boulevard <laughs> for a little sexy time with Mm. the ladies i i loved seeing this morning
1: not i obviously don't want to see that the guy got into a car accident he's fine yeah he was fine but all of the internet lighting up with do you know what goes on on harry Hines boulevard that's where people go to you know find a prostitute Mm -hmm. and i thought how how, even if that wasn't why he was there what if it's just random dumb luck that he's on that avenue and has a little fender bender but the fact that all of dallas was instantly like now we got it we know what it is (laughs) Yeah. In the headline, Dallas-Fort Worth, what is that, the Telegram or whatever they call their newspaper in Dallas? The main Dallas newspaper, when they wrote this tweet out and you clicked on the article, the headline said, Jerry Jones, Cowboys owner, crashes on Harry Hines Avenue or whatever that street's called. And like, I just found that interesting. Maybe that's their standard for every car accident. They say where the accident occurred, but it was funny that that was... In the headline, they felt the need to include the exact street name, so you got the memo. I found that funny. Also, why is Jerry Jones
2: driving? Well, we don't know that he was. Oh, we don't. No, the story said they don't know who was driving the car. Ah, I mean, so he the... may have been driving. Somebody else was okay. driving. Who the Cause hell knows? Because
1: I at first, you know, the the image I have is of him sitting in the front seat, you know, banging on the side of the car, and all of a sudden someone <laughs> comes up and it's like, "Hey, how you doing?" And then he's. <laughs> Then, then like another no. dude who's also in a car is like, is that Jerry Jones? And he's like, chase it. And he like hits the gas and runs into a telephone pole. But it may have been he was in the back seat of the car. Lord knows what's going on there. And then he maybe exclaims something that the drivers took for drive away. And then he
2: ran into someone and that could have been maybe he was just there trying to help out someone stranded. Oh, you know, we've heard we've heard that in the past, too. And Eddie Murphy picked up the prostitute. Remember, right. I remember who turned that. out not to be a female. Mm-hmm. And then he was pulled over by the cop and said, hey, man, I saw you pick up this prostitute. He said, i was just giving this this poor lady a ride. Sure. it was raining out. I oh. stop because that's what I do. I'm superstar Eddie Murphy. I'm known for my generosity, <laughs> known for my good Samaritanship. Yes, that's what happens.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, that's hey man. I want to just be clear to each their own. It's the world's oldest profession. I'm not going to come out there and tell you you shouldn't be allowed to do that, and I'm not going to say Jerry Jones shouldn't be allowed to to enjoy that if that's what every, if everyone's consensual and in agreement on all that, then good. Don't you think Jerry Jones would just call someone though? That's yes, of course. Like that's he, why. That's why this is also hilarious. In Dallas, assuming this is if, if that's what was happening, which probably it isn't, but let's just pretend it was for a second. Why you would actually pull up on a street known for that as opposed to just hey, uh, I'm going to let know whoever I've always let known that I'm looking for some companionship, and then I'm going to show up at a place and that you know the hottest women you've ever seen are going to be there, and we're going to do things. You would think that's how that would mm-hmm. go.
2: What do you think about that?
1: The length of, of, the, of the cocks is long.
2: Oh, yeah, South Carolina, I agree. Uh, Ryan Day gets himself another commitment. How do we say this dude's name? I'm going with Austin Saraveld. Teddy?
1: Cerevold? Cereveld? Saraveld. Anyway,
0: sure.
2: Yeah. All right. Can uh, I sing Tom Petty
1: or is that off limits? Go ahead. Try alone. it. No, you can, you can sing it because you're not going to sing it well. No, so no one will know. Go ahead. No one will
2: know. No, go ahead. You wreck me, baby. Yeah, you break me in two. But you move me, honey. Yes, you do. Screw you, Spotify. <laughs> bam, bam, bam.
1: Uh, The four star offensive lineman, Austin Saraveld. Got offers from Ohio, Toledo, and Michigan State. He is 6'5", 315 pounds. Really got the, I guess, recruitment going after Ohio State beat Penn State. Uh, But eventually, after getting all these offers from other places, he got one from Ohio State. And he decided to go ahead and take that. His offer did come from Ryan Day himself, which is, I'm sure, got to be a big deal. Apparently, Austin Saraveld is a lifelong Ohio State fan. All right, so, good for him. He told 11 Warriors, quote, I was really honored to be offered by them. The fact they offered me in person with Coach Day was really awesome, too. That's that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, he eventually, by the way, I kind of short-sold it. He got more offers from Bama, Kentucky, Illinois, Notre Dame, West Virginia, Cincinnati. So a lot of offers. Good for him.
2: I'll be the boy in the corduroy pants. You'll be the girl. At the high school dance. Clearly. It's a game of inches.
3: Asked the Cox.
2: <laughs> Stop interrupting me. Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne is the uh, receivers coach for the Colts. Did you know that? I did uh, not know that. Right, but if he I did, is. I forgot. Anyway, uh, Reggie Wayne, of course, caught passes from Peyton Manning when Peyton Manning was there. Matt Ryan is there, and now he says Matt Ryan reminds him of Peyton Manning. Oh. See, so he said, it makes me throw up how much he reminds me of Peyton so much. He's the epitome of a leader. In meetings, he's vocal. He's trying to get connections with the receivers, trying to get extra as much as possible. Says, with his years and experience in this league, it'll kind of help these young guys. I remember having a quarterback with some experience. That was everything for me. He comes in. He's vocal. He demands excellence. He admits mistakes. His wife is on roids. As a receiver, (laughs) that's what you love. (laughs) That's what also reminds me of Peyton Manning is his wife having steroids delivered mm-hmm. to the house. Got
1: right. it. Well, he, they weren't for Peyton. No, no, no. I'm saying you you may think that's harsh of us to bring that up. If that's not what happened, then Peyton Manning should answer why he had steroids delivered to his house cuz the story was those are my wife's. Yes.
2: So It was HGH. HGH. Yeah, not it was it, was, right. it was performance HGH enhancing drugs. It, PE. It, those are known as PEDs, Mike. Came to the house. It was it was a uh, Addressed to Chris Perez's dog, <laughs> also Remember lives at the story? house right of it. was, I do? was, yes. it, was it weed. It was
1: weed. He had delivered to his house former uh, tribe pitcher, yeah. Chris Perez. It was addressed to his dog. Yeah, and and <laughs> they they figured out his dog is not getting mail. I don't know. Maybe a, maybe <laughs> now you get. I think actually now that I think about it, we get the pup box every now and then. The uh-huh. uh, subscription service. Yeah. like a bone and some stuff oh, every yeah, year. There's a bone. Yeah. Well, I. Th- I do think now that does come to the dog's name. It's still our address, and it's obviously me paying for it. Got it. You the dog's yeah. not pay-
2: dog doesn't have a PayPal account? I wish Boomer had a PayPal account. He could Venmo me. That'd be nice. Uh, CBS has put together a quarterback tier system for the NFL. We'll chat about it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic.
4: From the Meister's
3: Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for ramp restrictions on 71 Southbound at Hudson Street. There is a crash on the ramp from Hudson. There are police on scene trying to get things cleaned up. The ramp remains open, but plan on using caution as traffic continues to build. This traffic report is sponsored by RumkeCareers.com. Rumke is now hiring CDL drivers. Earn $1,200 to $1,700 per week with a $5,000 dollars sign on bonus. No CDL? Pay training is available. Apply at RumkeCareers.com or visit Rumpkey on Fields Avenue every Wednesday from 11 to 3 to apply in person up to opportunity employer. restriction supply. I'm the NRA with fan traffic.
0: Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. That you, Man and Bone.
2: Hey, check out the podcast wherever you get your audio, including Spotify that wants us to edit out Tom Petty music when we play it. Just search Common Man and T-Bone. Every single show will come right to your device free of charge. Sometimes they're edited, but whatever. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, And leave us a nice five-star review if you enjoy our edited crap that it's we a, drop on you. It's only edited if you keep playing that music. That's
1: if you don't play it, it doesn't get edited. I'm
2: just doing it out of principle now because it's stupid.
1: I've realized now what happened is I shouldn't have told you.
2: You're right. I, you I should not have, have told you about it. But you did. It. I did. It You upset me right before the show. It was a bad decision on my part. And it upsets me because we didn't have an issue with anybody other than dead Tom Petty. And Tom Petty was so against corporate greed in the music industry, mm-hmm. and here he is from beyond the grave. Yeah. And it's not even him doing it. It's the people handling his crap. Right. His greedy wife and Mike Campbell <laughs> trying to squeeze money out of podcasters. Yeah,
1: I mean, I don't know. I don't know what all the reasons are behind it, but whatever. We're, we'll we'll make
2: sure we steer clear of their music. I'm not That's steering clear of anything. Kiss my ass. Okay. Uh, CBS Sports put together a tier system for NFL quarterbacks. Are you ready? I assume you mean tiers as in levels and not tears T-I-E-R. as in.
1: I'm crying. Got gotcha. yes. Okay. <laughs> a tier system. Tears
4: of a cloud.
1: Baker Mayfield,
2: tier one. Lots of tiers. Uh, so, tier one, bona fide franchise quarterbacks. Oh, bona fide franchise, bonafide. QBs. franchise Got it. QBs. Here's who Jason LaCanfora has on the list. All right. Pat Mahomes. Yes. Just stop me if you agree or disagree. Okay. Uh, Tom Brady, agreed. Aaron Rodgers, agreed. Lamar Jackson, agreed. Josh Allen, uh, agreed. Yeah, agreed. Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 agreed. Russell Wilson, agreed. Uh, Justin
1: Herbert, agreed mostly. Mm. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I think so. He's still still young. Yeah, yeah, that's I, the I one think, that sort of stuck with I me. I think that's I think that's good.
2: Joe, well, Joe Burrow, agreed. Matt Stafford. Uh no, I
4: yeah, put him okay. there. Okay. I mean I'll, I'm
2: not his biggest fan, but I put him there. All right, fine.
1: Tier two I know for those of you yelling like he won a Super Bowl, it's like, yeah, I know he, I'm, he I'm and putting that him awesome there. offense and coach and team. They all won a Super Bowl. I agree. He played well. Fine. Tier two top pros proven winners. Top pros proven winners. Yeah. But not franchise guys necessarily. Top pros okay. proven winners. Got it. Matt Ryan. All right, all right.
2: I don't think at this stage of his career, he belongs I know. there.
1: We're talking about, well, we'll find out this year, I guess. But I, I have my doubts. And Deshaun Watson.
2: Yeah. I, Just I mean, two I, quarterbacks in that tier.
1: I don't think they would have put Deshaun Watson in that tier if he hadn't had a year off for uh, plenty of real reasons. Not to have that discussion now. But I'm saying, like, I think if this was two years ago, Deshaun Watson's in that first group, Right. Probably. I mean, if we're putting guys like Justin Herbert in there, then we're probably you're putting Deshaun Watson in there, right? I mean, it's not yes. everybody in that list has a Super Bowl to their name. Uh tier
2: three rising stars, he has no one. No one, on this tier. No one is a rising La- star. Last okay. year he had Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, and Kyler Murray in this tier.
1: Interesting. All right. And I don't think it's wrong necessarily last year to have had those three in that mix, but uh Obviously, since then times have changed. Tier
2: four, you can win with them. All right, that's what tier four is. See, this is where I would put Matt Ryan. You can win with him. Yeah, Derek Carr, Kirk All Cousins. Right. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Jameis Winston, Jalen Hurts, Mac Jones, and Tua. I feel very weird about having. Jameis Winston in that group. I feel weird about having Jameis Winston in that group. I feel weird about having Jalen Hurts in that group, Tua in that group. To me, I don't know if I can win with those guys. And you know what? Neither do their teams. No, I think they don't know. I think maybe maybe
1: the the word can is throwing us all off because maybe the way they mean that is you can win with those guys. Well, maybe. 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 Like as opposed to Oh, you could win with that guy. I don't I don't know if it's said as confidently as how I'm well, taking like, it, look, right? Like, Dak I Prescott. took it like that. These guys are all in
2: the same tier, yeah, right? Dak I'm not Prescott's, exaggerating here.
1: Yeah, Dak Prescott and Jameis Winston, not in the same tier. Right. Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts not in the same tier. If
2: you're drafting a 100 people are drafting quarterbacks for their team. There is nobody who says, give me uh, Mac Jones ahead of Dak Prescott. Right. Well, let me ask you this, though, too. Wouldn't,
1: maybe the the category above this one is misnamed. Because don't you think Dak Prescott would be like in a category above these guys? I mean, I tend to think so. I'm trying to think who else you said there in that category. Outside of who?
2: Rising else. Stars? Nobody was
1: in it. No, I know. I'm saying in the category Dak Prescott's in now. Oh, you could
2: other? win with them. Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Jameis Winston, Jalen Hurts, Mac Jones, Tua. I could see putting
1: Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott in a category above those guys. And I'm not saying Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott are even neck and neck there. I think Dak Prescott is ahead of Kyler Murray, but I could see putting them in a, I don't know if I'd call it rising stars though, because Dak Prescott is kind of a bit more established. Right, let's
2: move I on. Think. Tier five guys, veterans and placeholders. Okay. Nobody's in that category. Oh. Now last year he had Jimmy Garoppolo, Jared Goff, Teddy Bridgewater and James Winston. I don't know what Jameis Winston did to move up a tier, but I don't either. He apparently did. Okay. Uh, tier 6, good luck, Okay, is what Tier 6 is. This is the last... I'm sorry, no. Oh, tier 6 is more. not the last okay. tier. Good luck. Last year, it was Ben Roethlisberger, Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold, and Andy Dalton mm-hmm. were in this tier. This I'd year, with that. it is Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Drew Locke, Daniel Jones, Justin Fields, Marcus Mariota, Sam Darnold, and Mitch Trubisky. They're in the good luck. I don't like Justin Fields being there, but I get why he has to be. He has to be for now. For now, I get yeah. it. Um
1: Baker involved in any of these Baker conversations? Baker is not
2: listed okay. in any of this. Because this not he's a not a starting quarterback. He's not projected to be a starting quarterback anywhere.
1: I know. It would be interesting to see where they would have thrown him into this mix. I can tell you where he was last year. Yeah, where was he? I'm going to guess. Uh, well, let's see. You had rising stars. You had not, franchi- not, not franchise guy, but right below franchise guy. I'm going to say he was tier two. Tier two. Top pros, proven winners Yep, is where he was last okay. year. All with right.
2: Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, Ryan Tannehill, Dak Prescott, and Baker. That was tier two. Wow, Dak Prescott fell down like
1: two tiers, huh? Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. And then the last tier is the jury is out. All right. See, this is where I would put Justin Fields. Absolutely. The jury's out. That seems... I didn't
1: know there was a, a jury is out Instead, category. it
2: was Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, and Davis Mills. That is the jury is still out. <laughs> well, fine. A Davis Mills jury is they still like, out. Hey, man. No, I am I, not going to argue the jury with is Lovey still Smith's beard. If, jury is out because we don't know much about him. If, if Lovey's beard says Davis Mills is good, who are we to argue with that beard? Yeah. Now with Lovey, you can argue with him all all you want, but the beard you the beard cannot argue. Beard is a separate with. entity. That is. I would like to see Lovey Smith's beard
1: and James Harden's beard,
2: like, and then have Kendrick Perkins' beard. And Kendrick Perkins's in.
1: beard. All three have a talk show. Harden's beard, though, is always going to be at the strip club. <laughs> it's right. It's gonna and it's not going to show up for you come playoff time. Also, uh, would we throw in uh, Fitzmagic's beard? I The one he had when he was at his height of his yeah. beard
2: wearing. I think I'd throw that Why one in not? there,
1: too. That's a good beard.
2: The Texas Longhorns didn't have any players drafted last week. It's even more ridiculous when you look at this stat I'm about to give you. I'll do it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic.
4: From the Meister's Bar and
3: Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find an accident on I-71 southbound before 5th Avenue. It is causing some backups. that has been moved to the right side, but caution is advised in this area. You'll we'll also find delays on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Five-minute delay. Striving Report is sponsored by Ace Hardware West Jefferson. Looking for a new career? Ace Hardware is now hiring. We're recruiting for warehouse positions at our West Jefferson Distribution Center. We offer great pay and benefits up to $19.50 per hour. Apply now at AceHardware.com. Only at Array with fan traffic. Co-
0: their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. This is Common Man and T-Bone.
2: Oh, it's over. The Reds have lost to the Brewers 10-5. to It remains to be seen if my prediction will come true. If this was indeed David Bell's last game as manager of the Reds, I have no information. I just have a feeling. That's all. Uh, if you want to see the Reds and Pirates, Teddy, I know you do. That series starts up tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, let's that's, not even do a show. Let's just get ready for that game. Can we travel down to Great American?
1: Do the show live from there? I mean, that's that's must see TV. They have a doubleheader Saturday, right? Well, they have to if they're playing four. Yeah, that's right. It's a four game set. Yeah, yeah. That so, would be even better. Mm-hmm. Let's. Well, we don't right have a show on. on Saturday. Let's make one. Let's. We'll do a best-over over. because you know we can't play. Sorry, anything fan, with music in it. So. Fan sports Saturday. We're gonna have to kick that out. <laughs> And we'll go down and take over the airwaves for a solid nine-hour pre, post, and middle Sounds of game show. Awesome. We're going to
2: do play-by-play.
1: Play? Uh, no, we're just going to talk about all the great things going on with the Reds for nine hours straight, and then just try to keep the fans entertained about the Reds. It'll I be see. all Reds
2: all the time. I want right. to be very clear on that. Ratings gold. Uh, I saw this state breakdown by high school players who were just drafted oh, NFL okay. draft. So,
1: so where they came from, where in they high where they right. went to okay. high school.
2: Gotcha. What's the best state in the country in terms of NFL talent for this year anyway? Did they do just before we get into this, they do per capita? Like no. oh, okay, so it's just total
1: talent. So yeah, even though total talent. like California might have more residents, but doesn't some matter. other state may have more.
2: Okay. Yeah, got it. Doesn't matter. This is just, you know, where did they go to high school if they were drafted in set in the seven round draft? Gotcha. All right. Texas was number one. Thirty-two players that were drafted. Wow. Went to high school in Texas. An entire round of the draft. Th- you're exactly right. Right? 32. One round of the draft just from players who played high school football in Texas. I want to remind you, the Texas Longhorns did not have one player selected in the 2022 NFL draft. <laughs> that is draft. pretty
1: egregious, isn't And it yet not? the
2: state of Texas continues to be the destination for talent. That's incredible. It is incredible to me.
1: And it's it's a testament to how bad Texas football, the the university of Texas football has been, right? How I mean, you just, just can't awful. fall
2: in. You can't just fall ass backwards and get lucky
1: and get an NFL talent. I'm sure that some Texas fans would tell you, well, wait till next year, right? We've got, what was his name? B, B. John Robinson, their running back, who's really good. He'll get drafted, well, I'm assuming. Oh, okay. but yeah, you're right. It's weird that every year they don't have at least a couple guys Well, the Buckeyes had, what, six this year get drafted, and it was the lowest total in five years or something like that? That That's that's far cry from where Texas is saying, we
2: just had no one drafted this year. Well, we talk about the state of Georgia, too, right? State of Georgia, great high school football. They were second on this list with 29. Hmm. And the Texas people always say, well, you know, other schools, they come into Texas and they cherry pick. Oh, they don't do that for the state of Georgia? Well, and the rest of the coaches just look at Georgia and say, well, we can't enter there. We
1: can't go. You don't think it's easy for schools in Florida, Bama, South Carolina, North Carolina, like, and then of course beyond that, but that's, I'm just saying those are regional. Bama, yeah. A
2: lot of their great talent comes from Georgia, Bama. That's
1: what I'm saying. Like you've got two really big football schools in Alabama. You've got what a handful of them in Florida. You've got two or three big programs at least in the Carolinas if not more. I know Sorry NC State or whoever feels like they're getting left out there. You got a lot of programs that would say, "Oh, and in Georgia, you've got plenty of, you know, big-time programs too." Like, you're right. Georgia being able to do what it's done where they had the what? 15 guys go in the draft this yeah, year. Record. I mean from the the from the university, not from the state. 29 total high school players coming from that state. Yeah, it is a testament to how good the football is there, but that's not That's not because Georgia just keeps them all in state, right? It's because they are able to get the best from Georgia and from
2: Texas and from elsewhere. That's how they've won and been as good as they have been. So there's a top tier here. So Texas, number one, 32. Then it's Georgia with 29. California had 22. They were tied with Florida for 22. And then it sort of drops off. Ohio is next with 13. Wow. All right? Okay. Then it's Alabama with 12. Louisiana with 10. This one surprised me. Maryland with 10. Yeah, especially given the amount of uh, people who
1: probably live in Maryland. I know a lot of that. There's, you know, the D.C. Right, region is right. a population center, but you yeah, have Baltimore, too. I mean, you got a couple big cities within Maryland, but it's you're right. It's not as big as California, Texas, all these other, or even Ohio as far as, you know, land mass and all that. But a lot of good talent there.
2: North Carolina had 10, Tennessee, 9, Missouri, 7. Illinois, six. I'll tell you what surprised me. We're going to go down the list here, skipping some some states. But I guess this used to be the case, and maybe I'm just still living in the past, but I always considered Pennsylvania to be a big-time high school football hotbed. And the reality is, when I look back at the numbers, it hasn't been for a long time. It used to be, but it's not anymore. They just had five. Yeah, that's, state of Pennsylvania that's bad. just put five players in the NFL draft. Well, I just, I just was giving you like, well,
1: Maryland has a couple big cities. I mean, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh aren't pretty decent sized cities too, right? I mean, they they should have a lot of talent coming out of those population centers. You would think.
2: State of Michigan had five. Wisconsin had five. Uh, bottom of the list: Utah one, North Dakota one, Nebraska one. Montana won. It was actually one guy who moved around. Massachusetts
1: a lot. won. He just Kansas to play won. A lot of high school football in like every two months he would transfer. And New York won. All right. New York's also weird too, right? I mean, I know because there's so many people there. Yeah, that's why. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you like, think anywhere you one. have large population centers, that's that's the always why when you hear about people why the football's so much better down south. It's because there's been large population shifts back to the South over the last 20 or 30 years, and I can understand that, right? I mean, there's plenty of cities that have ballooned up in size in the southern part of the country, but what, New York City doesn't have a lot of people in it? Of course it does. I know it's not the same type of atmosphere for high school football as it is like in Texas, but I'm surprised there's only one guy drafted who is from
2: the state of New York and played high school football in the state of New York. New York, that's weird. Adam Schefter pl- proves why he's worth nine million dollars a year with reporting like this. He says the Titans apparently kicked the tires on Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson during the offseason. Whoa! They oh my discuss- gosh! They discussed it. Whoa! I'm 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 getting that pretty much every single team discussed Aaron Rodgers, right? Is Shefty
1: sure he wants to go out there with such a bold take? I know this. I is is a, mean, a, this he's this a pretty, pretty hot. hot on tape. some info out this there, he's just putting it out there that. NFL team who wants to win kicked the tires on two really good quarterbacks this offseason mm-hmm. and thought about possibly bringing one of them in. Disgusted. it. Sorry, discussed internally. I I don't know they discussed it. They may have. Th- they may have discussed, but not thought. Right? It may have just been like them yelling the names of those players, but not adding any critical thought to whether or not they should bring them in. That's that's fair. We don't want to put words. Give in this that mouth.
2: man more money. 9 million dollars too low. Did he decide to like
1: you know, I don't know, disparage someone who just recently passed away in any tweets recently or is he is he stopped doing that?
2: I think for now he's stopped okay, doing that. Okay, good. Them. That's
1: that's one going to yell at him anymore. <laughs> then wait oh yeah that's his only problem. That's just, only problem just rothman was mad at him <laughs> right. not everybody
2: else too well he didn't care about everybody
1: else he I cares see. about rothman oh, that's fair you know what they've got a relationship
2: that's true if you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program we got you covered with the rundown coming up common man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic
4: from the meister's
3: bar and pizza traffic center Good afternoon. Some ramp restrictions to watch out for. There is a crash blocking the right side of the ramp from Hudson to 71 southbound. ODOT crews remain on scene trying to get things cleaned up. Please keep an eye out for those crews. You'll also find slowdowns on Route 315 southbound between Ackerman Road and 3rd Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. When you apply for a home loan, there are different options depending on your situation and needs. With Rocket Mortgage, you can see how different down payments, monthly payments, and closing costs will impact your loan and your budget. When you need a lender who works for you, Rocket can. On on Array with fan traffic.
0: And from every dime a dog night in the Midwest. Because he's fat. Here's man and bone.
3: I like
2: how in Timmy's mind the Reds are so bad. And he's not wrong that they only deserve a mention after talking about bad cooch. That's right. Bad cooch first in the sports center. Yeah. Then bad Reds.
1: Absolutely. I don't the Reds should not take precedence over anything right now. No and I don't think any Reds fans would disagree with that. Are you in there, Timmy? I just try to build it accurately. That's right, and you did. Well, I stack the stories. I have oh, some. I, I have fit.
2: something for you. Have you seen this Phil Mickelson stuff that just came the out? The degenerate no, Phil. Let me tell you. I saw this. You know that book is coming out. Yeah, that's
1: part of where all his problems started. Was the unauthorized biography of him? The guy who wrote that, Alan out a- Shipnuck. I believe that's right. He was the same guy, correct, who put out the the excerpt about him saying, "Yeah, I know these guys are murderers, but I got to get away from the PGA." Yeah, right? well, maybe okay. we yeah. know
2: why Phil wants to hang out with the Saudis. Maybe Phil needs some cash. Federal auditors investigating Phil Mickelson's role in an insider trading scheme found his gambling losses totaled more than 40 million from 2010 to 2014 four-year period he lost 40 million dollars look i know he's rich and he's made a lot of cash and you know michael jordan liked to gamble charles barkley likes to gamble i'm willing to bet those two guys combined didn't lose 40 million dollars in four years i would guess not what was timmy
1: do you remember what was the story with Phil Mickelson had something else go down, right? When it came to losing a bunch of money through, yeah, he had. I believe it might have
0: been some insider trading. Oh, that's well, that's right, right. what I just said. He was yeah, being the investigated SCC. for that,
1: right? Okay. His, but, but, his name came up, but he never officially got popped for it, right? The thing that always you could you could look up several articles in the past. Phil would always whine and complain about taxes in. Where's he oh. living? California or Arizona? I think California I think he, is where he's complained about. Yeah, it before. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think now we know the reason why because he's just been hemorrhaging cash. I tell you, Scotty Vegas, I think looks up to Phil. I think he wants to experience that at some point. <laughs> Man, if only I could lose forty million dollars one day. Right, it's big time. I I don't understand the need. Like I, I enjoy playing the game. I I you know, degenerate T Bone. I like throwing a little cash on something. That's fun to do. Because there's a chance you're going to make some money that might actually do something for you, right? How much money does it take for Phil to have any itch be scratched when you've already got tens in the bank, tens of millions in the bank, and then you're like, yeah, I got to go throw down 100000 on this game tonight, and then you lose. All right, make it back tomorrow. Quarter mil on this game, and you lose. Like, I, That's the type of level you have to be betting to lose that much money in that amount of time. He's going to have some things to talk about. Panama, isn't he signed up for all three of the rest of the majors? He's coming back, and we got a PGA this month.
2: Yeah, it's just in a couple of weeks, so we'll see if he's playing. Ooh, baby. Mm. I saw that Greg Norman, too, who's, who's involved in this Saudi golf league. Right. Like, he's one of the ones running it, right? Yes. yeah. He was all butthurt that he didn't get an exemption to play at the British Open. And it's like, well, I'm a champion. They should let me play. That's my horrible Greg is Norman impression. Is that impression. What he sounds like? Do you like it? He's is an that, Australian. I was going to say, well, it's got Australian Australian. Fine, I got it. You
1: sound like Rimmer.
2: <laughs> Hello? Is that they what? should let me play and my yepper dogs. <laughs> he opened his mouth about the Saudis. Mm. Now we're bankrupt. Well, I like how he's all surprised that, you know, the, the British Open people aren't bending over backwards to accommodate him.
1: Well, Ryan, I mean, you're trying to, I know the, the. British Open is different than the PGA. I realize they're in, there they're isn't, in league with the PGA.
0: No, that's, I know, the, but, that's just the Open championship bone. You don't no, have we to know, say we, British we we ahead call of whatever I got, we got want. it. I got it. I you know. Mean. I know. We know we, know. I know.
1: we got it. All I'm saying is I'm surprised that they are more, they're not more like, whatever, man. We're just over here. We let, you know, guys from the, the European tour play. We let guys from the PGA tour play. We don't care who plays here. It's the Open. You're a champion. Come on in. I'm surprised that's not no, their No, they don't want but, that
2: because a lot of the European tour guys have signed up for the Saudi League. And they were told as well, you can't can't do this? Well, they they said, no, you can't do it. And they're losing a lot of players because no. of it. Yeah. You know, the European tour has money they want to make too.
1: Right. Oh, yeah, no? of course. Right. I guess you're right. If, so if all those tours are saying, yeah, if you're signed up with this
2: Saudi golf thing, then you're not a part of our thing. Makes sense. Greg Norman says they're just some fun-loving guys who want to. Put on a little golf show for people. What's the problem? You're right. I don't know what the problem is. You win, they give you a lot of money. You you
1: lose, they behead you right there. He basically said the problem is Phil had to open his damn mouth. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much what he said. Well, what's but again, I still don't understand with Phil Mickelson. Who is it that's in favor of this guy right now? Because the PGA obviously is sick of him and hates him. But you would think all the guys that he called murderers might also be like, eh, not our guy, right? I mean. Doesn't seem that creditors like him either. Yeah. I don't know who's on his side right now other than fans of his, which seems to be a
2: number that would dwindle. I just wonder when this book comes out, if there's going to be so much stuff in there that he just becomes so toxic that there's no way back for him. It might be, but if that if that happens in part because of
1: all this stuff that went down with him trying to break away from the PGA, never forget one of his reasons for doing so was because the PGA said, hey, we own the rights to all images, videos, your likeness, name, image, and likeness. That is ours. So when it comes to footage of you that maybe you want to use for these NFTs, that's apparently what Phil wanted to do, at least part of it. They said, well, that's, that's PGA property. That's not yours. You, I mean, you can use your name, obviously, but the video of you, you can't sell that as an NFT. That's ours. And he was mad about that and tried to get the other golfers, I guess, to form some kind of union to say, hey, let's go. And they're like, nah, nah, Phil, we're not, not with you on that. And that's one of the things. The NFTs are part of why this drove him down the road of, I got to get away from the PGA.
2: I guess the book also talks about how he had a falling out with his longtime caddy, Jim Bones McKay, mm. in 2017. The book says... McKay left Mickelson after the memorial in 2017 over a series of simmering grievances, including hundreds of thousands of dollars in back pay. Oh,
1: probably, probably so the Mickelson caddy, apparently wasn't paying fill, this huh? guy. Oh, no. yeah, of Cooch. Oh, yeah, right. Cooch had that problem when he was down in Mexico. Well, first of all,
2: let's come on now. That, was, mean, that was one on caddy
1: now. that Cooch never met before down in mexico and he didn't cut him in on the uh the winnings right that's right he won and usually it's standard practice to cut in like an extra amount if you win the tournament and
2: he didn't do this that. this was mickelson's longtime caddy and apparently he was screwing him out of hundreds of thousands well, of dollars what does that
1: tell you that everyone who's associated with guys uh, with that guy now is kind of like yeah i'm not so sure not my dude that's not that's not a great endorsement right where everyone's pretty much like yeah i can't really stand him either okay this guy could turn into
2: lance armstrong by the time it's all said and done could i mean he doesn't have any sponsors anymore right didn't all of them well some up of them leave some of them paused oh, i don't know what that paused. means
1: that's right well that that's that's a very spineless corporate way of saying like no nah, no nah, we, we still want to be around if you ever come back right but we're not right. going to support you now when
2: you're down look man i'm not the biggest golf guy but i like drama i'm going to read this book oh yeah, when it yeah comes of course out. seems like a good read Rundown. Let's do it. Common man and T-bones. The rundown. The rundown. Uh, baseball. Guardians split a double dip with the Padres yep. yesterday. They host Toronto tonight. Reds lost to the Brew this afternoon by a score of ten to five. What is that, Teddy? Three and twenty-two now on the season, or twenty-one?
1: <sighs> so I think it's twenty-two. I think they were twenty-one coming into today. Yeah, three and twenty. Well, the three is the part we know. That's a lot of poo. I saw that uh, our guy Jason Stark posted a tweet where he said, "During the game, as this had already happened, he said the Reds have lost all four road games where they have had the lead, like scored in the first inning." Mm -hmm. So they've obviously being the road team, you would get the first at bat. They scored four times this year. They've done that three of those times. They lost in the game today. He was pointing out how they scored three times and then they gave up three runs in the first, and they obviously went on to lose the game today. I was bringing that up to Ted, and Ted goes, oh, yeah, man, because they haven't won any games ever. It's like, yeah, you're right. There's probably a lot of those stats where you could be like, the Reds have done this nine times this year. They've lost every time because they've only won three games out of 25. Yeah, they've lost a lot. There's a lot of good stats there about things they've done
2: that didn't result in wins. I said earlier in the show that I just have a feeling. I have no inside information that today was the last day for David Bell. I think they fire him before they come home and start this series with Pittsburgh tomorrow. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just have that feeling. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, our guy... I want me some glory, ho. ...was involved in a car accident, was taken to the hospital as a precaution in Dallas. Uh, he was on Harry Hines Boulevard... Apparently, Harry Hines Boulevard is known for prostitutes. I want me some glory hole, hmm. but I'm sure he wasn't partaking in any of that. But it's it's fun just to think about the eighty year old, and uh, well, that's we'll just leave. it I don't it at know that. if it's fun to think about. Oh, that. I think it's it's, it's great. You know, I mean, well, as long as you don't go too deep
1: into actually thinking about it, It's just like on the surface of this rich billionaire, as opposed to a poor billionaire. I don't know what that means. This billionaire is. Number one, driving down the road, like, let me pull over to where all the ladies are. And then, like, bangs on the side of his car door, and, like, three women come over, like, how's it going, Daddy? You know, and they just start saying that stuff, and he's trying to figure it out. And then a guy dressed as, like, Dallas Cowboys Buckeye guy is like, is that Jerry Jones? And then he's like, <laughs> ah, get out of here. No, I didn't think I'd get recognized in Dallas. What kind of idiot would do that? So, I,
2: Stephen Jones gets out of the car. I wouldn't think that's Go murder that guy for him, his son. Dad, I don't want to murder <laughs> someone. Go murder him. All right.
1: I got a joke, but I don't know if I can do it. It's a little. Well, I want you to do it. Now I want you to do Stephen it. Stephen Jones is known for cleaning off Dad's glasses, dad's glasses when they're yeah. a little dusty or something. He's like, yeah. "Hey, Stephen, clean these off." And he's yeah. like, "Dad, I'm." He's like, "Don't have, just
2: clean them off. Just, just get rid of what's on there. Just clean it." Off. I want me some glory hole. Clean it off. Ryan Day gets another commitment. Oh yeah, that's this my is turn. When you talk,
1: that's right. Austin Saraveld committed to Ohio State. Uh, now he had offers from a bunch of different schools early on in the process. He got offers from Ohio, Toledo, Michigan State. Then got one from Ohio State back in October. Then it took off for him. He got offers from lots of other schools: Bama, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, Illinois, Kentucky, West Virginia. Eventually, the 6'5", 315-pound offensive lineman decided to sign up with Ohio State. And he said part of that was because Ryan Day offered him in in person that, too. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Mm. Uh, Four-star offensive lineman, like I said. So he said one of the reasons he picked Ohio State was because it meant a lot to him as a lifelong Buckeye fan that Ryan Day personally was the one to meet with him and give him the offer. So that's cool.
0: Common Man and T-Bone's The Rundown. The Rundown.
2: We have a new record for the most expensive piece of sports memorabilia ever. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic.
4: From the Meister's
3: Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the left lane of 670 East from the 4th Street. Traffic is stop and go from Route 315 in this area. Police and Rucker are now on scene trying to get things cleaned up, but traffic is bumper to bumper. Plan on for another 20 minutes. The traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. Only an Array with fan traffic. To- you wanted the
0: best. Instead, you got these two. This is Common Man and T Bone.
2: Would you rather is coming up at five thirty four. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone nine seven one. Your chance to win fabulous prizes, sports memorabilia. That's fun. Oh, it's uh, it's quite
1: the thing to see how much money gets spent on sports and memorabilia. And there's plenty of cool items that are out there, but. Most of us cannot attain anything as cool as some of the stories that come across
2: our desk here for the amount of money they're getting charged now. Now, I don't know this guy. I will plead ignorance here. The jersey that Argentina's Diego Maradona? Maradona? Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Again, it's fine
1: that you don't know that. I don't know him. I just want you to understand that level of not knowing him is akin to like... Someone from Britain coming over and saying, Who is this Babe Ruth you speak that, of? That's fine. Now, he played a lot later. I, he, am, he, I am telling you, Yes, I don't know he him. He is, he, Tucson, it's, it's, there's an argument to be made. It's him, Pele, Messi, Ronaldo, like, those are the guys. Well, I that, know
2: all those other guys. Right. So this guy Maradona, must be a piece of crap because I don't know him.
1: Maradona's the one who, if you've ever remembered hearing about an Argentine soccer star who was like seen, like, flipping the bird at the other team's fans and then getting caught doing cocaine. Like, that's Maradona. Like, he lived a party lifestyle, a lot of ups and downs, the hand of God goal in the 86 World Cup. It, just, Google his name, you will see. This right. guy is a ridiculous talent. Right.
2: Yes. I lots, enjoyed of, his, lots of people around
1: the world know of I him. I also
2: enjoyed his hit, Like a Virgin. I enjoyed that's, that. Wow. <laughs> that is very much. That is, anyway. She
1: is not as famous as him, is what I'm trying to tell you. Who
2: Diego Maradona. There you go. Uh, the jersey he wore when he scored the hand of God goal against England in the 1986 World Cup See? has sold for a world record price of $9.28 at an auction at Sotheby's in London. That goal is uh, one of the
1: most controversial plays in sports history. Well, it, explain it to me. So in that game, it was, again, it's England- by rights, everyone thought England's going to win the World Cup. They're this tremendous team. They were playing as well as anyone in the world at the time. Argentina obviously has a lot of talent in their own right. There was a little bit of drama, you might recall, between England and Argentina in some uh, Falkland Islands business at the time as well, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, a lot of heat in this game, and it was this big you know, World Cup game happening in Mexico. Ball comes up in the air. He's running towards the net. Now, Diego Maradona is like 5'6 on a good day. He's a tiny little man. But he's skied up into the air and jumps to head this ball. And as he does, his hand is right next to his forehead. And as he leans forward to head the ball, he swings his arm forward and punches the ball into the net. Like I thought you weren't allowed to do that. You are not. However, this was 1986. There was no video assistant referee there was no replay that they could overturn this the referee on the the referee have eyeballs he missed it even like on the broadcast they're saying i'm not sure if that went like they're trying to kind of lay that all the england players are screaming that should not have been allowed that should be a penalty that was a handball instead it counted and then in that same game where he's this is the the legend of maradona right He has that goal, which is one of the most controversial plays in the history of the sport. And then in that same game, he scored another goal where he dribbled through the entire English national team and scored a goal that is perhaps the best ever scored in a World Cup. Mm. This guy is pure controversy and pure brilliance, all summed up in one 90-minute play. That's the goal. That's the jersey he was wearing when he did all that. It's, It's... it's a priceless piece of history, or at least could be priceless. We now know the price is nine million. He's dead, right? This guy. Yeah, he died uh, last year, a couple years ago. Like, I mean, he was in his sixties.
2: Because I remember, t- I remember now talking about him when he died, yeah, and then yeah. you screamed at me then that I didn't know who he was. <laughs> <laughs> and Apparently, it didn't stick with me because <laughs> I forgot again. He is, he is acknowledged as one of the greatest soccer players to All ever right. live. Anyway, the final price surpasses both the previous record for a match worn jersey, which was. 5.64 mil paid in 2019 for a Babe Ruth jersey, and the record price for a piece of sports memorabilia, which stood at $8.8 million for the original hand-drawn Olympic manifesto that was sold in 2009 in New York. The, the hand-drawn know. manifesto yeah. was just a little picture. People drawing little pee and dollar signs. <laughs> Little peepees because of steroids or just
1: peepees because they just didn't have a lot of room on the page? I am just want to be clear why they were little. Or was that just representative the guys in the room? Just representative of like, they Let's were all, doodling. all right, everyone, take them out. Bobby
2: Carpenter wrote the first <laughs> Olympic manifesto. You draw they, a little wiener here. Eh? How you doing there?
1: <laughs> the, Actually, the first one. It's really the second one. The first one, everything was way too anatomically correct. They were like, "Let's let's not come on, D- Leo DiCaprio." Let's or what, Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci. Caprio. I don't know why I said that. I was saying Leonardo, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio's Di- Leonardo on a boat. I don't know why I was saying Leonardo da Vinci, Stop trying to be so accurate. Let's just draw a little cartoon <laughs> peepees. You're over here trying Leo, to make a masterpiece. Leo's got a
2: real peepee on a boat. Some <laughs> chick from Nebraska just got off the turnip truck. He's on Leo's boat and then also you know what leo
1: i'm gonna say leo dicaprio was driving jerry jones last night down harry heinz boulevard or whatever that's called now i'm gonna say he was also in the car because that makes no sense harry hamlin boulevard where they speak magic tricks <laughs> star in night court i like that i referenced babe ruth and then babe ruth's jersey was the one that got
2: beat out by this jersey yeah that feels good uh there was some controversy though with this jersey with this sale oh go figure Um, What's the controversy? When Sotheby's announced the auction, uh, Maradona's daughter, Dalma, claimed it was not the correct jersey. Interesting. She said that uh, the jersey that is now up for auction was worn in the first half of that 1986 match. and he changed jerseys. Not, Not the one when he scored both goals, but... Sotheby's turned to the resolution photo matching to independently verify that this jersey was the jersey from the second half. I guess they can look. See, at-
1: I yeah, I don't know if that interests other people, but I have a buddy who is big into collecting jerseys and and going and verifying the uh, prominence. No, that's not. Is that the right word? Like verifying the authenticity of these jerseys and yeah. where they come from. But he does it with like minor league hockey jerseys from the 80s like he's Man, he's he's more of just like a, deep in the weeds yeah baby. it's not you know he enjoys collecting this stuff but he has showed me like the process he'll go through well he'll he'll dig up these photos he'll find them he'll go through newspaper archives and then verify like ah number 47 for the fort wayne whoever's in 1986 was either this guy or that guy But this jersey has yellow stitching and the other jersey or the other, the photo I'm looking at had black stitching. So it must not be from this game. It must be from this other game. And that was worn by this guy. And the amount of detail you can get out of a photo to verify a jersey is fairly interesting. I didn't know Sotheby's, that's how they do it. But interesting, they had to go to the tape for this one because you'd think for $9 million,
2: it would be all everyone knows. It's verified, not have to look at some photographic evidence. Apparently the buyer was satisfied. I guess and so. And he spent over right? $9 million, he or she. The, well, either the buyer way, is anonymous, and the people associated with this auction said, this is the type of buyer, you will never see this jersey again. Oh, I don't doubt it's it. It's right? not like this guy is going to say, hey, I bought this. Now it goes in a museum. None of that. This, this hmm. buyer is going to keep it, and it's his now. Isn't there something like that with, uh, there's a dinosaur skeleton, I want to say, that's like that.
1: Remember when the rock... Got in trouble for yeah, that. But he didn't. It's no, not, he didn't. But he he's a big dinosaur skeleton. He loves all that stuff. And he had a replica of this dinosaur bones that was in a shot that he was doing on uh, when he was on Peyton's broadcast, right on the Peyton, on the Manning cast. Yeah, yeah. And people afterwards were like, "Is that the dinosaur bones? The the the, the ones that were sold at auction for twenty million dollars?" And he came out later and said, "No, this is a replica. If I bought it." I would never keep it in my house. I respect it too much. If I had bought it, it would be in a museum. The guy who did buy those bones, no one knows who it is, and they've not been seen since he bought them. So, yeah, maybe it's the same person. Maybe it's Dinosaur Bone Guy.
2: Would You Rather, coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on The
3: Fan. Fan traffic. From
4: the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic
3: Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident causing delays on 670 East from the 44th Street. It is taking quite some time to get this clear. It is blocking the left lane. Traffic is stop and go from Route 315 in this area. Police and wreckers remain on scene. Please keep an eye out for those crews. This traffic report is sponsored by New Jersey Division of Travel and Tourism. Booster mood in New Jersey. Discover new wonders, stroll beaches and boardwalks, savor sea breezes too, rise to adventure or drift into the ocean blue. Find it all at visit nj.org. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic.
0: Wondering life's stupid questions. What if, uh, C-A-T really spelled dog? It's time for Would You Rather.
2: The best Would You Rather, according to us, gets a $50 gift card to the walrus. Pecan pennies and the walrus are thanking firefighters, nurses, teachers, or anyone with a badge. Show your badge, any badge, to receive an employee discount. Bone, are you ready? I am ready. Toxic B asks... Would you rather never brush your teeth again or never shower again? Ooh. Um, as much as I hate baths, is that off the table too? Like no bathing at all? I that's a good question because if it's if it's
1: no showers only but you can bathe every day, then, then that, I would then take I that, take. Yeah. yeah. But if it's no cleaning of your body other than like a sponge bath or something. Yeah, I'm I'm probably going to take the showers or baths or whatever. I'm going to take that over Not ever brush my teeth. So sorry, I would just have worse breath than I already have,
2: probably. Cole says, my guys... Go to hell! Would you rather not be able to watch any football this fall or have to watch every Reds game in its entirety for the rest of the season? I can't watch every game for the Reds. I'll kill myself. Even though it's not even my team, I physically will not be able to do it. So I will watch no football in the fall, and I'll just come in here on Monday morning and say... I don't know. T-Bone? Tell right, me what happened. Right. But then you don't have to watch the Reds. So you, you basically just
1: get to watch nothing. Is that kind of how it goes? Yeah. No football, no baseball. All right.
2: I'd go with that too. Uh, Sean says, my guys.
0: Degenerate
2: would you rather hand-pick your NFL team's schedule or be able to play Tom Petty whenever you want with no repercussions? Mm. I know which one you're picking. No, I'm not picking that. Because I'm pissed off at dead Tom Petty right now. Not be mad at, you don't have to be mad at him. It's not his fault. He didn't he, do anything. It's his fault. Oh, it is now? Yeah. Wow. He's he staged. should have left better people in charge of his estate. <laughs> I mean, okay, fair enough. Arrogant well, Buckeye fan. Oh, do you want to answer the no, question? I was just, I'll let you have that one. That's fine. Arrogant Buckeye fan asks, would you rather cave crawl through a spider infested cave okay, or Ohio State lose to Michigan for the rest of your life? Here's the question. Am I guaranteed that all the spiders are like non-venomous? Oh. oh, but man, oh man! If they're okay, let's say they're non-venomous, but you still have to do it. All right, I
1: would bite the bullet and do it for the rest of my life. It's Look. a cave. Okay, how, how far? I mean caves are big. It's caves your... got to end at some point. Yeah, seven hours crawling on your hands and knees. What I'll do you l- pick? I'm, I'm sorry,
2: not crawling oh, through the cave. Come on, not doing it. I'm taking one for the team. Okay, good for you. Crew Wesley says, "Would you rather have host swap week at the fan, where the three of you do morning juice all week, but you don't know who ho- who hosts your time, or would you rather swap shows with Ten TV for one day and you anchor the five, six, and eleven no. o'clock newscasts, and Yolanda Harrison crew host your show?" Well, I'd like to anchor the news because then we, we could would? just do it our way. Yes, we would have to stick to the script. I think we would. No, we would not. Nah, they hey, make us wear suits. suits. They'd make us Why? wear suits
1: and do makeup. Have and- you
2: seen the way people dress on TV now? I saw someone on FS1 yesterday wearing a hoodie with a sport jacket. Yeah, Why can't right, we do that? Fair enough.
1: We could do that. I agree with that. But still, I guess it's only one day. Well, either one's one day, right? I like doing mornings. I would do mornings for it. That'd be fine. Because then I'm like, my day's over It. At- 10. Beamer's played like 17 rounds of golf and it's not even barely May because he gets out of here and then goes and plays golf every day. I'd like to have the rest of my day freed up. That'd be
2: fine. Curtis says, my guys...
0: I'm a man! I'm 40!
2: Would you rather get access to a presidential book of secrets that has the nation's most top secret items and never be able to share that info with anyone or change one event in world or U.S. history? Wow. Look, as much as I would love to have the secrets... Because yeah, I'm a I very mean, curious guy. You could guy. do a lot of good with changing right, it. Right, You could change one event. Like, you can say, hey, Holocaust. Didn't happen. Right. I, I think, think that's I'd the one probably everybody should pick. Do something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, sadly, no, there's, there's been quite right. a few atrocities in human you're, history you're that right. resulted in to, lots of people dying.
1: You'd have to pick.
2: Yes, you'd have to pick. But you you could at least save all those people, and that'd be what you'd have to do. Uh, Jay says, my guys. Let him live. Would you rather run a marathon with Jeff Rimmer while he delivers play-by-play updates on your running ability hmm. or run a marathon with Bobby Carpenter who would constantly criticize your form and inability to keep up with him?
1: Uh, I, would, I wouldn't I would mind running with Rimmer because I think we'd have to take it real slow. Well, he's not running. He's just doing play-by-play updates. Oh, he's, play-by-play oh, he's just updates. doing play-by-play. Well, that's yeah, fine. I'll, so do I'll do that. I'll do that one. Yeah, because Bobby would, Bobby would put me to shame. He would, yeah. He's an ultimate
2: athlete. What am I supposed to do? There's no way. Code Monkey says my guys. My damn tide. Would you rather have to eat your weight in your favorite appetizer or your favorite dessert? You have 24 hours to eat it, and if you fail, you can never eat it again. Wow.
1: Um, you know what? Then I'm going to go appetizer just so that I can preserve my favorite dessert. <laughs> so that I like I would rather lose an appetizer for life than lose a dessert See, for life. Yeah, I'm more of
2: a savory guy, so I'd probably go with the dessert. Cuz I couldn't lose the appetizer. Now that said,
1: what would be the dessert or appetizer for you? Because I mm. think for me, and this is going to be controversial, but for me, my favorite appetizer of all time, mozzarella sticks. I was gonna, I was gonna say mozzarella sticks. That's is probably the, where I, I'm going. Probably the one. Now, if I've eat my body weight in mozzarella sticks in 24 hours, I wouldn't poo for a month. So <laughs> that would be
2: that'd be another problem. But that's my my cross to bear. Uh, Mark says, "My guys, excuse me. <laughs> would you rather be gifted 20 million today?" Or would you rather wait and be gifted one billion at fifty-eight? Screw that! I don't need a billion dollars. Give me twenty million today. Oh
1: yeah, I don't. I, in fact, I don't want a billion dollars. is fine. Twenty
2: million. Twenty million dollars. Twenty today. Let's go. Yeah, right now. Zach says, "My guy, ain't nobody got time for that." Would you rather skydive with your parachute not opening until the third or fourth try, mm. or be in a Shark Tank with the sharks denting but not breaking through the metal?
1: Oh, so you're in the cage, lowered into the water, and they're biting at the cage, but they don't get you. Which one is more, which one would be less terrifying or more terrifying? However, you want to look at that. I think I would rather. I think I'd I'd rather rather take the the, sharks. Really? I I was going to go airplane. Because I think in that moment, you're just, you're along for the ride. There's nothing you can do. You're just pulling on it, and all of a sudden it deploys man being in that shark tank i might suffocate like i might in that like somehow gag on my own spit or something because terrified i don't think i would do that if i was
2: falling through the air i would just not be able to breathe because all that air rushing on you brewing company says my guys who is your daddy and what
0: does he do if
2: this is for common man when your daughter gets married would you rather be in-laws with mike florio or kirk herb <laughs> i guess we'll assume that this is an age appropriate marriage that yes right of course right. that everyone's of the age they need to be uh you know what i would rat this speaks to how much i hate mike florio i'd rather be mm. i'd rather be in-laws or whatever we're calling it with kirk herb street
1: you could uh talk about your previous work experience together all those times well, we have we have a
2: history we know each other right it's better that, well you know what we
1: did do a couple segments with florio to be fair
2: yeah <laughs> uh meat sweats says my guys maurice hall would you rather not taste the food you eat until you go number two? Okay.
1: So you've eaten it. You're sitting there. It's happening downstairs. And
2: upstairs, you're like, oh, Funyuns. Yay. It says, like, like, still okay. taste like it. Still taste like it should. Okay. Or not feel the effects of al- alcohol until you go number one. And then you get all the booze effects at once. Oh, I I do that because I, I don't drink a ton. Like, no, I'm, I mean, not a, I'm not a drinker, no, I just, drinker to no, I do get it, drunk.
1: When I do it, it. I mean, I tie one on, but oh, it's I not know. that often.
2: I know you do. <laughs> uh, Kevin says, my guys, hello. would you rather be able to talk to animals or be able to speak every language in the world? Oh, every language in the world. Absolutely. I'd rather talk
1: to animals. Really? Oh, yeah. I'd love to know what's going on. I bet you they know a lot more. Then we than we know, like we could we could learn some secrets where they're like, oh, you didn't know about uh, the replicator, and you're like the replicator. It's like, yeah, you just how? Where do you think all these aardvarks come from? They don't have sex, like they just they're just walking into this place and they just shoot out more aardvarks. Like, I'd love to know that. I bet that's it's like they know about the secrets of the world because they're animals. It gets around,
2: and I'm sure they know it, and we don't. Uh, John says, my guy, she came up and kind of slapped it and touched it like that. Would you rather have the front offices from the movies Major League and Draft Day run the Guardians and Browns right now or their current front offices? (laughs) I you know what, let's let the draft day
1: crew take a stab at it. Let's see what happens.
2: Well, things worked out in those movies. Sure
1: did. But I'm saying that, are we talking about the actual actors just no, coming in no, with their characters? Oh, the characters. Yeah, the characters. Yeah, let's go draft day.
2: Let's go. I it. pick a winner. I, I, you know, there's tons left, but go, I, I don't have time for all of them. I'm going to go, uh, parachute or shark tank person. Who was that?
1: I don't have the list in front of me, but I like that one. I don't know. Was that, I don't want to say a name. and I think I have a memory of the name. Ted, you know who it is that had shark tank and,
2: uh, Zach.
1: Zach. Good all right, job,
2: Zach. Zach. There you go. Congrats. Zach wins a $50 gift card to the Walrus. Oh, Do we have to pay Philip Phillips
1: for this? I, I, uh, we're talking over it, so no. It's a Okay. F- every I, commercial in talk, existence talk, is talking. Talk, yeah. Talking, talking, yay. Hey. Talking, talking, all right Okay, bye. Turn it off
2: i'm not gonna cave turn to that down, pressure yeah, 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 yeah you should i'm not caving to that pressure you shouldn't you shouldn't cave we should just yank the podcast off spotify that's what we should do well, that's good and then tell people to go other places to get their podcast that's, that's good that's what we should do yeah let's <laughs> stick it to spotify stick it to spotify right, if neil young can do it so can we what,
1: you, you're too right good for you're neil right. young <laughs> i didn't say i was i'm just pointing out that we have a lot of listeners who like Spotify. Well, and you use know it. what? They can move on and, and listen someplace else. Here's what. Here, I'll do this compromise with you. We'll leave it on Spotify, but we'll actively every podcast tell you you should listen to something other than Spotify for your podcasts. How about that, do they have
2: an algorithm that picks that up? I don't know. But let's like the fact that we just spent time talking about how Spotify sucks. Are they going to contact us now? I mean, you know, like all of them suck, right? Like next I'm week, sure be they Apple. do. Apple, but can you know do that what? Next week, I didn't get an email from Apple today. <laughs> I got an email from Spotify today. <laughs> Tomorrow, Apple will suck, and I'm I, quite sure. I regret forwarding
1: you that email. Why? I regret it. Because we could have just been going through blissfully unaware. Ted could just be deleting our podcast left and right. You'd never know, and we'd be fine. Yeah, that's the
2: way to go through life. <laughs> Pretend it doesn't exist. Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fam. Fan Traffic.
4: From the Meister's Bar and
3: Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident blocking the left lane of 670 East from the 44th Street. It is causing heavy slowdowns in that area. Traffic is stop and go from Route 315. Plan on some heavy delays. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real about flavor and freshness at your local Fresh Time Market. This week, Save on Certified Angus Beef Bone and Ribeye, just $7.99 a pound, now through May 10th. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Two. <laughs>
2: Buckeye Show, coming up at the top of the hour, the fine host of The Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys, Bone Man, happy Thursday. Little birdie told me that uh, you have a special guest on the show today. Mm-hmm, we do. Someone that T-Bone would want to just jump on and hump what? <laughs> and rub oil on his body I mean bowl. He, hey, I
0: I'd give him a, right. I give
2: him a big high five if that's what you're talking
1: about no, oh, you would be happy to you want more than a high five don't don't he's hold my, back on he's us one of my
2: favorite buckeyes of he's all time he's one of my favorites too but you have a special I love, S- it's like I love Joe Germain this guest. for me I love this guy if Joe Germain came
1: in I would hump him I'm not kidding if like it's it's not going to be a problem for him anytime soon cuz uh He's doing well for himself, but if ever the time came where he's like, hey, man, I I need some money yeah, or yeah. whatever, like I would pull everything I had to get him, whatever, what do you need? Because that's how much he's my that's guy. That's interesting. A
2: list of people that you would lend money to.
1: Yeah, I'm talking celebrities that it's like, I know you made a lot of money yeah. and you've now lost it all, but still, what do you need? Timmy, who would you
2: lend money to? like I they're were, they're richer than you now oh, yes. for sure for sure right. and oh, someone you someone you've never met before though cal cal Ripken. oh yeah cal ripkin came down and 10, said hey, I, man, I don't Done. look entirely like steve wilkos yet <laughs> i need more right. plastic surgery to get there mom got kidnapped again and <laughs> right. we need to help, help me out? all
0: right so we got the wilkos we got the mom kidnapped good we did it we've talked <laughs> cal Ripken. Well, it, it, to cal ripkin i
1: gotta have
2: billy murdered <laughs> I need to hire a hitman. We can
1: we talk about Bill's baseball bat and what, We did what, not we did not mention Rimmer, so we haven't done the full Cal Ripken. No. But we've that's got, the only one we had left t- over. Tim, I've got to pay. I need to pay to get Billy Ripkin's F-face bat scrubbed from the internet. Yeah, It's very Chip important in whatever you <laughs> can. Me yeah. and right. Veronica, we've got to get it done. Who would you Who would you have? Mike, what would you uh what would you do there? John Bon Jovi. That does not surprise me. How uh, let me ask you both this cuz I know you both enjoy the show. Jerry Seinfeld Hit the skids. No, I don't care about Jerry. Yeah, really? I'm, okay. I'm All right. That's a no I for me. I know, no I know me. the
2: show has impacted you and you've enjoyed the he show. Has, but you over know the what? Years. I don't really care for Jerry Seinfeld, the person. Okay. That's I like fair. the show. He's that's, been I find too, that interesting.
1: I don't, I don't know what it is about Jerry. I think the ticket price. I guess not what it is offend, about Jerry. It doesn't he's offend a, me that much he's that his a, ticket co- he's prices a cocky are high. He is very
2: cocky. He's is. He's one of these guys who's very good. And he knows and, it. And he knows it, he and knows he's going to let you know that he's good. We should
1: probably mention the person that I'm going to lend money to if he would never need it. I don't think we, we ever actually said, said the name. Who, no, it, who it is that to- I'm, I'm just, I'm
2: teasing well, it for look, people. We've teased it. It's we've been, been out since
1: two-something in the afternoon, and I put on the Buckeye Show Twitter account a very special number 27 will be joining there us tonight. Go. So... I don't know why we don't have any of his stuff on the walls in here. Why we don't have Eddie George's stuff here. in here? I know. Where's the Eddie George jersey or photo? I thought we used oh to have an Eddie George. Oh, my God. I like, what are we doing? Alicia? Oh,
0: oh, my God. Where's the Eddie George? was he?
1: You actually, no, you know who you sounded like
0: there? Who is that?
1: You sounded, no, Timmy. You sounded more like, uh, oh, what's it? Kristen Wiig. There's a character she did on SNL where she just can't. <laughs> Stan surprises,
2: and they're like, there's going to be a surprise party. Oh,
0: my God.
2: God." Anyway, Eddie George, what time is Eddie coming up tonight? Eddie is coming on at
1: 6.19. And look, to be honest, I don't even know what we're going to ask him. I've been racking my brain over two or three questions you get in an eight to ten minute interview when he's done... He's a Heisman Trophy winner. He's a College Football Hall of Famer. He's coaching in college football right now in this ever-changing landscape. He's been on Broadway. He's been on Broadway. Yep. He's Billy Flynn in Chicago. That's right. This guy is maybe like you. You said he's your favorite Buckeye. I contend he is the coolest Buckeye in the history oh, of the. Football I mean, he program. was a trendsetter. Coolest I guy. agree with you on that. He Multi-talented. Is, he's in my. I would say he's one of my favorites. Like it's him. Orlando Pace is also yeah. one of my favorites, but of course they the, uh, played together. Right? The Hip pads yeah. too. That oh, rise Eddie had up hip above pads. the waistline. Yeah, Zeke had the abs. Eddie had the hip pads. Eddie. Yep. I don't. I don't know if you know. Yep. Yep. Ed, Eddie had the
0: abs too just for
2: Yes he right. did Eddie was yes, rocking he the did. abs Before Zeke was thought of That's right Buckeye show Top of the hour Right here on the fan Back page The back page The back page With Common Man and T-Bone
4: Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling When you need a company You can trust Call 1-800-COOLING
1: Bone Well man If you go to Rome There's a little bit Of an issue right now Obviously a beautiful city In Italy A lot of people travel All over the world To see some of the great architecture Eat the great food Everything There's so much history you in ever Rome, been, Mike? Right?
2: To Rome? No, I've to, not to, been to have Rome. Have you been to Italy? Yes, I've not been right. to Rome. All right.
1: Well, in Rome right now, if you go there, you may encounter something I would not expect in a big city, but apparently this is a known thing in Rome. Wild boar. Just running wild, which makes sense because they're
2: wild boar. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> wild boar.
0: Wild boar. Anyway, right.
1: Yeah. Anyway, uh, apparently there are thousands of them. They say the capital is estimated to have five to 6,000 wild boar. They live in the parks in the city. But at night, they venture into populated areas, and they move in large groups. So if you're out and you see one or two, that you might be able to handle. But if there's 20 of them just walking by, you got to be careful because, again, they're wild boar. What do they like can... to do? Well, what do you mean, what do they like they to like do? The, when they're Screw. doing... <laughs>
2: right. They
1: like to make <laughs> more show wild boar. They your doorstep, boar. and they just have they lots like to... <laughs> of intercourse. What do yeah, they we, do? with each other yes uh anyway Not with
0: you <laughs>
1: <laughs> how you doing by the way they want to do it with me they need to send we need to we need to do a special mission we need to send. sand we need to send anthony schlegel sand? we got to send anthony schlegel out there because i don't know if you're aware of schlegel's history he used to hunt wild boar in oh, texas man. i'm gonna stick that boar but his like his claim to fame is he would do it without any type of like artillery. It was just artillery. He would have a knife what in his teeth and he blow, would run him down, blow
0: it away with the jacket's cannon. <laughs> artillery. Yeah,
1: artillery. Oh, I
2: just want to be clear: it's not any any firearm or any other type <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. of apparatus. That's right. The like Civil War musket. Uh, Buckeye shows coming up next. What's at eight o'clock tonight? You'll see. Mm-hmm. Here's Leanna bleeding from the eyeballs. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic.
4: From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
3: Excuse me, I am bleeding from my nose. Watch out for an accident on Cleveland Avenue at 11th Avenue. It is causing some slowdowns in that area. This accident does involve injuries. Please be cautious as traffic begins to build. About a 10 to 15 minute slowdown is expected. This traffic Report is sponsored by Audible. This spring, let Audible bring a smile of comedy, sci-fi, thrillers, or whatever you love listening to. From audiobooks to exclusive originals to podcasts, find it all on Audible. Sign up and start free at Audible.com. I'm Leanna Ray with all my problems and fan traffic.